0: Love, Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk Show. Tonight's topic is Dilemma. We have a few rules and they are no profanity, no politics, and no racial stuff. And this is not Bible study. My name is Darren Smith and I'll be your host for the evening along with my co-hosts Rodney Turner and Tony Hawkins. If you have something to say, please feel free to do so. If you prefer to just listen, that's cool. But please put your phone on mute. All right, I'm going to say something that my man P-Town used to say all the time. He used to say, hey, tonight I'm going to get in your, your, your living room. I'm going to be in your dining room. I'm going to be in your garage. Well, tonight I'm going straight to the bedroom. And this this topic tonight is is very, very personal to me, and it should be very personal to you guys. Tonight's topic is dilemma. The definition of a of dilemma, first of all, is a noun. It's a situation requiring a choice between equally undesirable alternatives. The second definition is any difficult or perplexing situation or problem. So tonight, before I talk to my guests, have anyone on this phone line been in a dilemma in their relationship with their wife? Any takers? No? Yeah? Any, any a situation? A dilemma about
1: with
0: what? A, a dilemma about another female, about, a dilemma about staying with her, a, 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 a dilemma about leaving, a dilemma about, you know, children, a dilemma when you had to face something that was going to, uh, it was a very, very difficult choice for you to face when it came down to your wife. The reason why I asked this question I've been in a few within this marriage, and for well, the last marriage it was just it's over because of of a dilemma but you know but this marriage is it's been a it was a dilemma when I, I think I said this before when my wife decided to bring my grandson into the home and decided to take full custody of him. My mind frame at that that point was, hey, I didn't do anything to get him. I didn't do anything to bring him in this world. I shouldn't have to be responsible for taking care of a child. It's not mine. My oldest at the time was 14, and the other one was 12. And it was either we're taking him, and that's it. And I was in the situation where I had to either stand my ground or give in. And uh, and and I was headed to the divorce court. But I gave in because God spoke to me and said, you're going to be this boy's guardian. I didn't appreciate it. I didn't like it. But it is what it is. Uh, and we love him today. I'm, I'm glad to be his father. Uh, and now we're in another situation where his real father now is wanting custody of him. And he wants him back, so we got to go to court. Or um, in a few months about that situation. So, but that's not really a big deal because he's not going anywhere. You know, um, my other dilemma. I want you guys to let me know right now what is your favorite body part on your wife. It's a little personal, but if you if you're a breast man, say I'm a breast man. I'm a butt man. I'm a feet man. I'm. We got some. You know, freaks out here. So, what is what attracted to you to your wife the most? Her body part, physically. Andrew, holla at me.
1: She was just fine <laughs> all around, man.
0: <laughs> okay, are you generally are you generally uh, uh, wh- uh what physically attracts you to a woman? Generally,
1: generally. I'm a
0: butt man. Butt man, T Hawk, yeah, what it is. Me too,
1: I'm a butt man too. Rodney Rodney
0: Butt man. Yeah, T Hawk, what it is. Yeah, I I'd say that. Booty man.
2: I'd say that.
0: Booty man. Who else we got online? Uh
2: Ike Digney. What's up, man? Uh I'm a woman man. Woman. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's a lesbian. Okay. okay.
2: <laughs> Malcolm, how about you? bro?
3: You still a lesbianite?
2: I'll, I'll have sex with the word woman if I could.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm, what about you, bro?
2: The word does something
4: to me. Mm. I like, I like uh, butt, and, butt and boobs.
0: Butt and boobs. Okay. Now, I want y'all to take a ride with me for a second. Did everybody answer up? Because I want y'all to take a ride with me for a second. I want y'all to close your eyes for a minute. And let's say you're a breast man. And keep your eyes closed for me. And imagine your wife had the most succulent, biggest breasts. The nipples are wonderful. They're round, brown, and perky. Just the way you like it. And then one day they're gone. No nipples in sight. Skin. Due to a a problem.
2: Like breast cancer, what do you do? I mean, she still got the dying in the butt, right? Yes, but oh, how be do good you, to go
0: How do you <laughs> respond how I mean you know some people i mean some people can can say that, but if that's what they are after, if that's what they want, if that's what they they desire, and that's their thing, and it's gone. That's a situation that happens to most guys with wives with breast cancer. That's my situation. I love my wife dearly, but I never thought that she would lose something that I love the most. And that really tests your strength and your love for your woman. And that could be a dilemma because you know what she asked me? She asked me, do you want to be in this relationship and continue this relationship with me? I'll understand if you leave. When she I asked you that? that would...
3: Huh? When did she ask you that?
0: She asked me that when she found out she had breast cancer and they told her that they would have to do a double mastectomy in less than two weeks' time. So we didn't have no time to digest any of this new information. I know y'all all heard it before, but I'm saying it tonight because I have a couple of guests that were sort of like in the same same predicament that I was in. And I think one just got disconnected. But can anybody I'm feel bad. oh you there, T. Can I say yeah. something? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, T. So so the dilemma is the fact that you you love the because 'cause you're a breast man and now the breasts are gone. And the dilemma is how do you move forward without the breast? Is that no, correct? No, that's not my that that could be. Well I mean I'm just oh yeah, anybody okay. So that's a potential dilemma. That's a potential I dilemma, see. yes. Okay, so um So we like the big booty, some of us like the the breast, some of you know, pretty feet, pretty hands, hair, eyes, whatever. We all have our own thing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm inclined to believe that those things are what the physical, that, that physically attracted us to them. But wouldn't those things at some point lose a little value and the internal pick up more value? Or the way that you feel about her kind of kind of supersede those things at some point. If that point has not arrived, happens. If that you got that, Ronnie. If Sorry. that by the time that situation has happened, uh, if you hadn't reached that point by the time that situation has ar- has happened then a man is more inclined to leave. I got one guy uh, that would have been on the phone, but he was too chicken. I'm gonna, I ain't going to call his name, but he left his wife because of this very dilemma that oh. he didn't want to be with her when he was presented that opportunity. He chose to roll. I begged him to be on the show, but he thought he was going to get but, ate but, up. But, so. but, but listen, 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 listen. And, and he would have gotten eaten up, but listen – the point is, he didn't want to be with her anyway.
5: That's right. the way I look
0: at it. He I mean, didn't uh, want to uh, be with uh, her anyway. He just needed say, an out, and yeah. that was it. Go ahead, go ahead, Andrew. I'm sorry.
1: No, you said before you get to that point, you know, making that decision. If you're married, I mean, that's just that's just hard for me to fathom. I mean, it, it's almost it's almost like the movie, you know, Shallow How when we talk about it. You know. Um I mean, if you're married, I mean, if you're still at that point, something's really wrong.
0: Well, I also had a guy who um, whose wife was um, burnt. She was in a car accident. The inside of the car caught on fire. She was burnt over um, a large percentage of her body. I'm not sure how, how. It was over 50% of her body. And she was, she was beautiful. And, I mean, you know, she was a beautiful woman inside and out. But he couldn't. Bear to you know be with her after her uh, her injuries. I couldn't get wow. him on the phone. Now these guys, I, I'm, I've interviewed, I've spoken to over fifteen guys, and the only guys that I can get on the phone tonight are the ones who
1: stayed with their wives.
0: Now I, I find that kind of amazing,
1: amazing.
0: I found. Say again.
1: I said, I guess they know what kind of people they are. I mean, and you know, if you're if, if you're proud about doing that, you get on and talk about it,
0: right? Yeah. But they weren't proud. I, they they're not going to ever admit that, they, and they probably feel like dirt today. And I and I'm not saying I hope they're listening to the show because I'm not I'm not pounding them, but they just they they made a decision, and they and they have to live with that decision. Now, how their lives are now, they can play it off and say, "Oh, my life is great," but. Is it really that great? If you really can swallow what kind of person that you are, because your wife was in an accident, or she don't have uh, what you love the most, if that's gone, or if she's been burnt up over a large percentage of her body, or she lost a limb in the war. Um, I, I, it, that was another guy. His wife had lost an arm up to the elbow in the war, um, and he couldn't. Uh, he he. And I guess he thought it was funny that, you know, yeah, man, I don't want no nubs. And I, I didn't think it was funny, but he said, you know, um, he would start a fight just so he wouldn't have sex with his wife. And these are conversations that I had with these guys. And then when I, when I told them that I wanted them on the show, uh, they said, no, nah, I'm not. I, I would not go on the air saying what I'm telling you. And that okay, was, so, that was so, the – go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, 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 you know, we always ask the question, you know, or we always wonder what we would do if if that was us, if we were in that situation. So could this potentially be one of those scenarios where you don't know because you weren't in it? You know what I'm saying? We don't know the whole story. Like you say a woman got burnt over a certain percentage of her body, right? She may not be mentally stable for marriage because of that there may be the way that she feels about herself that's detrimental to the marriage now.
1: You know, that's very true. Um, Just look at the question um, that that Cynthia asked Darren. Yeah. I mean, that would be the last thing that probably came into his mind. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the the last thing that came to my mind because of the kind of person that I am. And I guess we got different types of people,
2: you know. Can can I throw a monkey wrench? Yeah, go ahead, man. Hey, so what if what if your wife got an illness that prevents her from ever having sex again? The love That's a real really outweighs. The, the
0: love it really outweighs. Um, when you say sex, does that mean she on her way about to you know die and check out of here too?
2: No, I'm saying she can't have sex anymore. What kind of illness is that?
1: Yeah, I never heard one of them. <laughs>
2: We're not You're trying to name trying the illness. We just from
4: like the neck down or something.
2: Oh. We're just talking about your yes, reaction yes. to the symptom. She has an illness oh. that she can never lose that she'll have for the rest of her life that prevents her from ever having sex again.
0: I think that's too dramatic, man. I, I can't. Well, you know what? No, well, it's not. <laughs> Listen, it's not because it happens to men.
1: Yeah, all the time. Okay, but you okay. know, there's different so, so, there's different avenues of having sex. It's not just you know intercourse. Yeah, it's
2: all kind of things. Yeah, I'm talking about our private parts don't work anymore.
1: How about how about
0: how about the brown eye? The
2: brown eye. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> I'm just asking. You know, is if, if if there's other ways that that a couple is is going to be okay with with trying and experiencing. Then you know I'm all open to experiment, especially if I. Hey, Darren, like
4: but but how how come you had such a hard time just answering that question? Because I know, like, because like, I, you, could, I mean, I kind of, fathom, what if, what if I, the, the the deformity makes it hard for him to have sex with her?
0: Well, I, I'm saying I can't fathom that because I'm not in that situation, like he, T-Hawk just said. But I've never been thrown that question, and since I'm thrown that question. I just love sex so much with my wife. I just don't I don't I can't imagine being without it. But it was you're a, you a breast man. You're a breast man. Listen, 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 listen. I I'm a I'm a i I'm Cynthia's man, so I I yeah. I, I, I evolved this is what I this is what I'm telling you. I evolved into a man that loves to love his wife. So when I evolved into that I found out afterwards that she was losing something that I really, really loved. It didn't bother me like I thought it was going to bother me after everything was gone. Especially when she sat up in the hospital's chair and said, Look, I look like a boy. I look like a nine year old boy. Because nothing was there. And when when, you know, the first stages of the surgery, it was nothing there. And I had to still try to make her feel like a woman. As much as I could, because I, I didn't know I just love her. You, you, you know, I I can't put nothing else out there. When it's gone, it's gone. But you know, and you thinking that you know, one day it'll come back. Wait till after we you know we do six or seven more surgeries, you'll be okay. But at the at that time when it was new to both of us, it was so hard for both of us to even look down because she's looking at me to look at my expression, and I'm trying not to look down so she can catch it. Because I don't know what expression I'm making on my face at the time anyway. So, so which one do you,
5: so one one you think is
2: harder to go through? The loss of uh, a body part or the losing the ability to uh, have sex?
1: Oh, no, definitely losing the ability permanently. to have sex.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah
5: that's, you know, that's I think really ahead, To Angie.
1: answer that question, I mean, I think it'd be more in the attitude than in the physical limitations. I think if she said, look, this is the situation, and we will never have sex again, that's a different attitude than, you know, I've got whatever, and we can't do this, let's see what else we can do.
5: Hmm.
1: I think the attitude would probably have a lot to do with it. Now, none of us are in that situation, and I've never heard of a woman that couldn't have sex the rest of her life. Um, I have heard of women that have shut it down, okay, but right. not that that's on, physically... That's, on their, own right. that's huh? on their own Well, I mean, way. there
2: are couples that right. wait until they get married to have sex only to find out that they can't have sex. Okay.
1: Well, I, mean, I, that, I, I, I was I don't, looking... I, I just haven't heard those situations where a woman physically... Could not have sex. Now, I mean, if the guys, you know, you are you correct know, when you said or huh?
2: there are couples that wait to have sex then find out that they can't have sex. Right. Uh, I think Rodney Turner had brought that up on the call once before. Tried to have sex and can, then uh, the guys, woman extremely painful. Can, can, can That's you guys correct. Take the
0: phone, if you're not talking. Thank you. Uh, my mom was in that situation as well. She um, she married a guy. He said we wanted to, we uh, he wanted to wait until he was married to have sex with her. And she thought he was a Christian man. That was the reason why. And then they got married, and he couldn't. She found out that he was impotent. So she ended up divorcing him. But that was the beginning of their downward spiral because she was tricked into marrying this man, and he he couldn't get himself together because of whatever prostate problems or whatever.
2: Rodney, I really wish you'd chime in here on this thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was it was actually a guy, uh, one of my coworkers, who had that experience where, you know, they got married, and, you know, it was extremely painful for them to have sex. I mean, he, he told his story on, on the show before. And what happened? They got divorced. Because of that? That was a major cause, yeah.
0: Because it was painful for her.
3: Correct. And it's actually a condition. Um, it's, I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a condition, you know, that some women have, unfortunately, that it makes it uncomfortable, you know, to have sex. And it's really, no, it's not really bearing on how big the dude is. It's just, it's just uncomfortable, you know. Endometriosis. Um, there it is exactly Thank that's one know, of right them right. Endo- endometriosis yep. is one of them yep exactly yep yep so you know when you're going through that and you know you got a wife trying to do a wifely duty but it's literally painful i mean it's just not pleasant
0: and so did they have any sexual intercourse before they they got married because i'm quite sure that was um uh, i mean i'm quite sure they didn't stay
3: virgins until they were married right no, I think they waited until um, after they got married, correct, yeah. So she knew
0: she had some kind of big word, endometriosis, before they got married? I don't know
3: about that. Um, I don't know if she was a, a true blue virgin or, or not, but I don't know if, you know, they're, they were just trying to practice, you know, celibacy before marriage. I don't think it was. A fact of, you know, she was hiding it.
6: But
2: but before we it. get lost to the minutiae of the symptoms and the probabilities, <laughs> no let's not miss my wrench. We were talking about missing body parts, such as breasts, behinds, arms, getting burned all over. What about when the kitty don't work? That was my point. But you know what? Like you just said, if you meet up with a woman and she has endometriosis or whatever,
0: If she's honest from the beginning.
2: No, she she ain't got no endometriosis. We having sex, we've been having sex for 10 years, and then all of a sudden she has a condition, can't have sex no more. And we married for
0: 10 years. Oh, I can't leave. I I cannot leave her. Under no condition could I leave a wife that I've been in a relationship for that long. I I can't leave. I will not leave. I'm not saying I can't because of the law Says I can do whatever I want to do. But I will not leave just because of. I mean, we could work something out now. If she say, you know, I can't have sex and I ain't willing to work nothing out, uh, come on now, you know, I work with me. You got to compromise. Meet me in the middle somewhere. You know, it's other ways that you, you we can we can we can get this thing you know worked out. Now, if she's not willing to work at it, then we going that's you creating another problem. Uh, I, I believe. But at the beginning of the, uh, the show, it's, this is about a dilemma. I was on a search to seek out guys that were in the same situation as I was. And, and thir- by the time I got to guy seven, I met him. And his name, we're going to call him TC tonight. Um, his wife also had breast cancer. And... This this was my first time, and I met him on accident. I wasn't looking for him. I, I just I met him at a uh, – uh... hello? You there, Rodney?
5: I'm still here, bro. No. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I met him at, at the uh, a gala uh, talking about a, a, a different type of cancer, but his wife, uh, I think she spoke, and she said that she had breast cancer. But, Tony, are you on the line, T.C.? Yes, sir, I'm here. Alright, I got a what's few going? questions for you, brother. All right, what's going on, Jonah?
3: Yeah, what's fellas, up, brother. This is welcome, TC. welcome, welcome.
0: Welcome T C. Okay. Beautiful person, beautiful wife. You know, we met him and we had dinner and everything and um and his wife and my wife had something in common, so much in common that, you know, we just we we just bonded. So Uh, i got a couple of questions for TC, and if anybody got any questions for him, you guys just just chime in if you need to. All right. How did you feel? TC, you there? I'm here. Uh, How did you feel when you first realized your wife may have had breast cancer? Um, I didn't believe it, actually. Um, And, yeah, I I didn't believe it. I, I don't know if I didn't want to. Um but I, I didn't believe it because uh you know we're pretty healthy folk, you know she's um in the medical yeah. profession, and you know and so uh i i didn't I didn't believe I like it was happening hey, someone can everybody mute their phone if they're not um they're not speaking thank you, okay, so did she find out or did she find out without you or you were st- sitting right there with her? Um, no, I went to the appointments with her uh, because I, um, you know, I am a person. I'm talking about man. the person. And, and so, you know, uh, I I went to the doctors with her and we found out together. Okay, yes, what made you go? You. Well, because, uh, again, well, one, um, she doesn't have um, a history of, of ailment and cancer is a serious thing. You know, my um I you know, I, I have some friends and some folks um who had cancer, so like everybody else, you throw that word around and you know, alarms go off, bells go off. So, you know, hit you know, hit me with the cancer. We've got to find out, you know, if that's the case because again I, I couldn't believe it was happening. Um she was real cool about it, um as if somebody was saying, let's go ahead and and get your blood drawn. So when, you know, we thought that, you know we were told that that was a possibility, um, of course she had her mammogram and then she had a biopsy. And then um, when the doctor said, well, I need you to come in, you know, of course we both are nervous. And, and I didn't want her to go and find that out by herself because at that point she became nervous and that's not her, her makeup. So, of course, you know, Right I wanted to go there with her to comfort her um more than anything else now, I'm gonna be real with you when when I found out my wife first had it, I was with her as well. um I didn't know who to talk to. I could not confide in anybody i was I'm not gonna say I was embarrassed to, but I just didn't know how to. I didn't know who to go to because I never heard of anybody that I knew had this thing where it, it just take your breath completely away. Um, so did you find it? I mean, did you have that same experience where you couldn't confide anybody? Or who did you confide in? Well, absolutely. Absolutely I had that experience. In fact, I didn't tell anybody. Uh, you know, and I talked I it up initially with I, I wasn't going to tell until I got her permission. But when I, mm. you know, I sit back and I'm honest with myself, the same things that you just expressed, you know, I was, um, you know, I was embarrassed, uh, you know, because again, being that she's in the medical profession, you know, and I go and tell somebody, you know, and I didn't want to have to answer a whole lot of questions, um, and mm. I didn't want to put her through that. So, you know, I, I was, I was embarrassed, and and again, I I chalked it up for for months. Well, she's not telling anybody, then it's not my business to tell until, until she gives me the okay. And I didn't. And then when she gave me, because she didn't, you know, well, I didn't ask her for the okay, because if I didn't ask her, then she can't give it to me, then I can keep it to myself. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I was playing that game, absolutely. And so when, now, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Keep going. So when she did give me the okay, then I found out, you know, what I was really made of, which was I didn't didn't want to tell anybody. Uh, I didn't. And so she asked me, you know, did you tell anybody? Um, And I said no. And it was a while. I mean, it was a while that when I told, you know, I told my closest partner, you know, they got on me like, hey, how come you didn't tell? You know, how come you didn't share this with anybody? And you know, that's just like you said, you know, I was embarrassed, and so I just said, "Well, that's not, you know, she didn't tell me to tell, you know, that type of thing." So I didn't confide into anybody, with anybody. Okay, well, fellas, if anybody else, uh, let me pick somebody, Andrew. Now I know you and Glenn has a wonderful relationship. If something like that, could you could you imagine what men? Uh, that go through this with their wives, could you imagine being embarrassed, okay? How would your your feelings be? The reason why I'm asking fellas this because I'm finding out each and every day that more people are keeping this to themselves. They're not telling anybody. Th- these men don't not, do not have anywhere to go to to tell anybody about their wife's condition. They have to go out and meet strangers to feel more comfortable to talk about it.
5: Now, well, Andrew- I don't
1: know. My wife's never had cancer, uh, but six months into our marriage she was gravely ill and um the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um and I didn't I mean, I wasn't embarrassed. I was I was trying to get all my friends and family to pray. Um, right, okay. So I, I mean I I can't relate to being embarrassed. Um I, I could see maybe if you know, if you had something like AIDS or something, that might be something like that, but...
0: Well, the embarrassment is not so, so much that your wife is sick. The embarrassment is that, wow, you know, you you, you thought you lived a pretty healthy life, sort of like I was when, when I went to the doctors and I thought I was living a healthy life and he told me all these sugar numbers and salt numbers and all this crap. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I I just got on the, the the show last week, two weeks ago and I just, you know, barked in and and bit everybody and here I am, you know, in the same boat as everybody else can be. I'm normal just like everybody else. So it was like a more so a slap in the face or, you know, you don't know how people gonna take your wife not having breasts because women attach their breasts to being a woman. I mean, that's just what it is. I, I to me you're a woman because you're a woman. Um, because God made you that way, but to a woman, if 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 their breast is not attached to them, I mean, you know, some got booty, some don't. But if their breast is not attached to them, that that's their balance, that's their that's their everything.
1: I mean, you know, and if you know were a dude like, and you had to get your shank cut off, you would probably feel less than a dude. And
0: that's
5: yeah, right. That's <laughs>
1: why I went to talk, because
0: they talk about that prostate make you um, limp. So I was like, oh, I'm I'm out. So. That's why I went, cause you know, you're right. It, it makes you feel less than a, less than a man or less than a woman. So, okay, but yeah, that's what I, I just stopped and paused. But Tony, back to you. I wanted to know. Anybody got got any questions for TC?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to know. You know, Darren mentioned that his wife, you know, upon her diagnosis, said that you know, if you want out, you know, you're welcome to leave. Did your wife say anything, you know, to that effect?
0: Um, something like that, um, uh, and, 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 and I saw the fear in the eye, uh, something she was pretty much giving me permission. Um, I didn't really believe it, but then I felt like, you know, if I do this, I'm the biggest punk in the world because mm. if any time you want to support somebody and my wife and I are close. Then this is the time to show my support now my because my biggest fear was you know um that she would be gone i mean we you know we only had four years, a little over four years, and mm-hmm. you know for her and that and that's my that's my buddy that's that's my best friend, my best friend, no doubt, and my whole thing was, Lord, please don't take her now, please don't mm-hmm. take her now. So when she present that to me, I'm I'm saying, "Are you crazy? You know, I, I, you know, we just we just got in this thing, and above all, again, my prayers was Lord, please don't take me. That was my prayer. So I wasn't going anywhere. Um, you know, if if I if we only had two more years, I wanted to be the best two years. So, you know, and and we talked about that just in general, but I, you know, I understand. Um. Her, I didn't understand but then I do I did understand why She presented that to me Because you never know until you in it And of course we talked about Not, not having cancer or Some life threatening situation Where we would even pose that question But you know We did talk about some things In terms of what would make you stay And what would make you go And one thing that this situation Taught me Was that you never know what you do until you're face with it the the, mm-hmm. the looking at somebody else and and talking to somebody else because my sister has breast cancer and and see cancer doesn't run in our family cancer mm-hmm. doesn't run, but this scared me because being that cancer doesn't run in my family, my mother died last year of colon cancer, and that that's that's my world I'm still trying to trying to get a grip to that on that. And she had no breast I mean she had we have no cancer in our history. We you know, I'm um I'm in Mexico, mom calls me, tells me she got cancer. I come back on Monday, my mom died that next Sunday. Took her out of here. She was eighty five, took her out of here. My sister has breast cancer. Again, this is coming from a family with no history. So uh, this has been this has been and continues to be a learning experience for me. The biggest learning experience is just because you don't have a history to our knowledge of, breast, of cancer, period, it doesn't mean that it can't hit you. The same situation, the same scenario with my wife. No history of cancer, and then she has it. So with it being in my mind about how quick it took my mom out, not breast cancer, colon cancer, and, well, Quickly, once I found out that my mom had it, she she died the next week. Um, that's that's the impression, or that left an impression with me. So now my wife has this. You know, again, you know, I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm short time in this. That's that's what I thought, and so I didn't want to go anywhere. So when she presented that with to me, I said, not a chance. So let me ask yeah, you again. Yeah.
3: Um, you said that you made the comment that y'all had just gotten into this thing. What did you mean by that? Were you newly married or something?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, well, she. I mean, we've only been together, you know, four four and a half. It'd be five years in April. Okay, so you know, I think. Well, let me let me let me back up say that. I just got out of. Well, I was in a nineteen year, a nineteen year marriage before I met my my wife now. And so, you know, we you know, I, four years versus nineteen years. So when I say this thing I mean, you know, I I found my soulmate nineteen years was something else, but I found my soulmate. I believe that was all my fiber. And four years is no time compared to nineteen years that you know of the drama that I went through so that's what I mean by this thing, Lord. You know, we just got, you know, we we just got together. You know, we we haven't been together long. Please don't take it. You know, give me mm-hmm. some time with it, please. That's that's what I meant by that. So, answer your right. question. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when you, I mean, when she said that to you, the same, you know, similar to what Darren, you know, his wife said. I mean, was that an? Did you take that as an insult? Um, because. That would, I mean, I think that would that would insult me if, you know, the, one of my first wife's comments after a uh, diagnosis like that for her to turn to me and say, well, if you want out, you, want you, out. you know, you can get out. I mean, did, was that insulting to you? Because, I mean, it, it sounds like that, you know, you were, like you said, I mean, you were in it for the long haul, whether that meant one more week or, you know, or two more years or whatever. But when she said that, did, did, did that kind of take you know take you aback
0: well being that she played around it and she wasn't direct with it um it wasn't it wasn't an insult what it was more so was surprise um and and because as i indicated i saw fear in her eyes what i what i perceived to be fear it was the way i perceived it was i'm going to get i'm going to let you go if you want, and I think, and I thought then, and I think now that that's their protective me- um, a protective mechanism, because clearly mm. nobody wants to go through that by themselves, and if you have a spouse and they've demonstrated you know as we have that i'm you know we're together, no matter what i mean they they don't want she doesn't she doesn't want that, but at the same time i i I looked at it then, and I look at it now as I'd rather let you go because then I can control it. I can control the, the setting of letting you go, and I know what I'm dealing with or I know what I'm left with, as opposed to me relying on you and you let me go because then I'm caught off guard. You know, the moment I think that you're there or I'm calling on you to support me on this, that, and the other, then you decide to back away. So if that's going to be, I'd rather control this, the, the, the situation and and allow you to go than for me to expect you to be there, and then you disappear. And that's how I looked at that. So uh, mm-hmm. that wasn't an insult. It was more of uh, I felt sorry. Um, sorry because, as Darren said, um, and, you know, guys, you know, I have known guys who's left women for, you know, and I'm sure, you know, all of us have for lesser things, i.e. losing weight. Okay, we hear that mm. all all of the time. You know, you are you know, you 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 thirty six, twenty four, thirty six, you know, and then you have a couple of kids with birth control pills and now you you know, you, you you can do the you can do the math and guys. Right. Okay, so <laughs> I'm sure I, and again, you know, uh you know, up front when they she's thirty you know, thirty six, twenty four, thirty six, you're not gonna say it. But then again some guys do say, If you get big I'ma leave. So I felt mm-hmm. I felt sad because I said guys have done that so often that that's your expectation. So no, I'm I'm not going to do that. You know, but let me just so... give y'all the history. Let me just give you the history. Now, uh I checked I, I talked to 15 guys. 15 guys. And out of the 15 guys, only two out of the 15 Stayed with their wives during a dilemma. Two, at these numbers, maybe I just ran up on the wrong group of knuckleheads. Maybe I just ran up on the, uh, you know, uh, I just had a, you know, in my search for certain things, it just it just kept coming up with, with zeros. But the point I'm making is I find it crazy that none of them was willing to admit that they were able to do that. None of them
4: hey, I got a question uh, about the, I got a question about the uh, fifteen guys um, did their did their wives um make any type of close to full recovery or were they uh, say if it was breast cancer, and they don't have no breast whatsoever, no nipples, no nothing just flat chested How, what was the condition well, of their wife? after they went through whatever they went through.
0: Well well some guys and you gotta you know you know when we looking for different shows and I'm looking for when I was looking for an example, I was looking for the show about uh the wounded warriors that the uh, the ones that we had on about um the, the, the warriors that were married to the military. Remember that show? Yeah. Um when I was looking for warriors I, I was looking for a woman that was in the military that was uh wounded during the wartime and I and I found several of them, and they had lost limbs during wartime. And then there they had PTSD. But before they finished their recovery, um, their husbands was already out. As soon as they found out they 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 got hurt, and they came home and saw them without their limbs. They didn't even wait around to the to the full recovery of the 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 uh to get the the false leg or the false arm. I forgot what you call that. Um, but the uh, the process. Is it prosthetic? The prosthetic arm or prosthetic leg. They didn't even wait around for it. Um, The guy who, uh, his wife was burnt, um, he stayed around for about six more months. He was out. Uh, They didn't even, most of them did not wait until they recovered. One guy, and I'm going to tell you this, we're going to have to do a show on this, is about this insurance. Some insurances, they only take care of the breast that has the cancer in it. So... um, Instead of doing a, a double mastectomy, they do the mastectomy, and if you want to implant, that's considered cosmetic surgery, and so they won't. That's not included. So in your insurance, so they just left with one breast uh, chopped off. I mean, I, I hate to say it like that, but I don't know any other way to say it. They they only left with one breast, and the other one sold up, and um, and and nothing is there. Uh, because that's the, that's the insurance. Um, and my insurance tried that as well. They was like, well, if we do the double mastectomy, we got rid of the problem. Everything else after that is just cosmetics. And, and wow. my, my lawyer found a, um, she found a, um, a clause in, in, in there and said, no, you have to take care of everything all the way up until the tattooing of the new nipples. So, um, I had to get a lawyer to just to make sure that everything was in order. But some people that that's not that um, that don't have that type of insurance, uh, they won't take care of the whole thing. So one guy he's like, "Man, I can't be with no lopsided woman." I mean, it was just different reasons why they left these women. And um and one had a, the double mastectomy and she couldn't get any any they couldn't afford the implant, so she was just walking around with you know flat chest, you know. So that was that was a lot of the reasons why they uh, it's like I can't be with a woman without breast, period, without nothing. She walked around looking like me, and they thought that was a joke. And it's I'm like that's not funny, you know. I'm like my wife, you know, she was at that state, but she got implants. I mean, you could you could work towards if you love her. I don't care if your insurance don't take care of it or not. Go out there and raise the money, save some money, and get a double, double job to get your wife those implants. I think you just actually said um, what it really is, if you love her. And I don't think that if you love somebody and they go through that and then you roll out. I don't think it's possible if you love them. I think, you you know, a lot of people that that, that, that get married, they don't really love them, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Because a, we, we, a lot of times we marry married for strange reasons. You know, but it's grown folks' business, man. It's grown folks' but business. Know, when you know, we talked to that dude downstairs, um, and he said if his wife said that he was too fat for her and she needed, he needed to lose a little weight. You remember what he said? Yeah, he you got something? He he, he said, "Hey, I'll, I'll leave." Him. The the guy yeah. who got all 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 jacked up because it was okay. That guy said yeah. if his wife said something about his weight and she said that he was too fat, he said that he would roll out yeah. because he had a weight issue before, and it bothered him that much that if she if she mentioned his weight, he would leave her. And I asked him, "Well, what about if you got ten years in the relationship, and you know what would you do then?" He said, "I would still leave her." You remember he he went off, yeah, because I he mean was you know about leaving somebody like that
5: was he big when
0: he met her I I think he was I I'm just speculating he said he used to be big so I'm speculating that he was big when he was with her cuz she was pretty big as well but he had lost some weight or lost a lot of weight and and um and it it seemed to bother him just by talking
4: about it it seemed to bother him but that's because okay. he he don't love himself and that's kind of the same with I think loving the other person too. You don't love yourself. It's a lot of stuff that can happen that'll make you know that'll seem irrational.
0: Yeah. So, but when you so when you have when your wife has breast cancer, you know, um, it different people they go through different things. I know my wife she had the double mastectomy. Tony's well, I don't. Tony okay, T C. What what did what was the uh, cure for your wife's breast cancer it was it was it the double mastectomy or was it something else? no, it was um radiation yeah't yeah. So to have, so, okay yes, she didn't have to have reconstructive surgery um because they caught it early enough, so she's um she's going through therapy now that she's gonna to have to go through for the next six years, which is um a medication to to ensure that the cancer. Is gone and it doesn't reoccur. So she's got that. So did force. the radiation? I'm sorry. Did the radiation cause her to lose her hair, or um, it was there any side effects of the radiation? It, 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 it did. It caused um, discoloration to the breast, um, and and it caused her, you know, to lose some hair. So her big issue was discoloration. Um, to the breast, and, the, and as a matter of fact, um, that's one thing that, you know, she she's almost fully recovered from that, but I, I saw how that bothered her a lot, um, and the dilemma for me was to, it, it, it was a big dilemma. It's like I heard you say, you know, I don't want to look at it, and then she sees me. Because I'm thinking mm-hmm. that my facial expression is intact, and then she's right. saying, why are you looking like that? You know, right. and how do I explain when I don't even know what like that is? What the look is. is. Right. Yeah. So that was that was the limit. And I don't know for you, but that's harder than you might imagine. I mean, yeah. it's difficult. You know, we, you know, we get up in the morning, and we get prepared, you know, for church or for work, and... You know, and you know, we 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 naked in the bathroom, and you know, as a lady, you know, she looks for you, you know, to have that look. Sometimes I love talk or that pinch. I mean, you guys know what it is, and so right, right, you know, and, and at the same time, you know, I'm trying to, as I shared with you before, I'm trying to. I, I one of the biggest dilemmas was, I don't know what to do. I don't know right. whether to to tug and pluck because I'm I was afraid I was afraid mm-hmm. that I would be considered insensitive. You know, I you know her mm-hmm. telling me, you know, I just you know I'm going through this, I'm going through that, and you want to do this or you want some of this, you know. So <laughs> right. I was afraid of that. <laughs> on the other hand, uh, on the other side of corn, I'm afraid of not asking, not tugging. Because then I'd be accused of, well, mm-hmm. you know, or, or you know, must you must don't be, want you 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 mm-hmm. don't want me you're looking at me different. I'm not this way, and I'm gonna tell you that's a difficult situation. Yeah, and right. and I right. still struggle with that this, you know, I still struggle with that. You know, I don't know whether to, you know, go all for it, you know, or not, and and you know, I didn't share that with her until you know I met you, and that was, you know, that was a month months after, you know, we've gone through radiation, gone through treatment, and I still well, now, struggle I meant to with ask it. you about that night because uh, yeah. you I meant to ask you about that night because you stated it when we met and you was like, uh-oh, I got to do some explaining when I get home.
5: Yeah. I was like, yeah. what
0: is...
5: So because was, like, because was he... you
0: were, like you, like you said, you were the first person that I had that I could explain or I can talk to regarding this because you you knew... What what I was going through that I didn't even tell her, and as I indicated to you that day, that was the first time I had ever said it, and so, period, and so she that was her first time hearing it. Now, oh. fortunately, um, you know we we it it didn't it didn't turn into anything. As a matter of fact, she left me with that, and she indicated that when you're ready to talk to me you know, then you can. Now, I know what that means. I know that's cold, so I had to I had to go ahead and talk to her, you know, <laughs> and I told her, you know, it wasn't that, you know, but I didn't know what to say because, again, that's, I, I can't do both of them. I'm either going to have to acknowledge it or I'm going to have to keep quiet. And both scenarios, I was afraid, you know, and my fear was that I didn't want to offend her. Of course, I don't want right. to hear it. I don't want rejection you know, um, uh, you know, and her telling me, you know, I'm being insensitive. So I was mindful of that. I'm call, I'm trying to be the good guy here and I'm mindful of that, but at the same time I don't want her to say, you know, you don't want me anymore you know, mm-hmm. and you know and because that's an issue too. And so that's a struggle. And it was a and it was a major dilemma. A major dilemma. Yeah, and and uh, that led, that leads me to my next question about intimacy. How how has it affected, or has it affected your your intimate relations with your wife? Well, again, during that moment, it was a it it you know I had to just just like the nerve and then go. Fortunately, um, when I did approach it, it was it was not an issue. I just knew you know during her time when she was going through treatment, everything was sensitive. You know, I didn't bother her at all. Um, and then, you know, when she was coming to the last end of it, I'm like, I'm about to, you know, I'm I'm about to climb the walls now. So I'm like, okay, you know, whatever she throw at me now, I can handle it because I'm, you know, it's better than me climbing the walls now. So, mm-hmm.
5: uh,
0: you know, it was touch and go. And and so, you know, it was touch and go. and I And I guess I had to be, had to be considered. So um, it was, was, let me see, the best way to describe it was it was a relief to know that we can be intimate. And at the same time, I always had to kind of, I felt like I had to manage it. And what I mean by manage it, that enough so that she wouldn't feel undesired. And at the same time, I had to juggle that with not asking her too much, so she, you know because of what she's gone through, and that you know the dilemma. One one so, thing about it, you see, when I told my wife, when I asked her, she heard one of our shows called "Who Are You Married To," and I I disclosed that I didn't know how to act or how to feel on this show, and um and when I got home, she said, "Just be yourself." Now, when she said that, I said, "Well, you know, when can I be myself? Because you know how myself is. You know, I'm a, I'm gonna, I'm a freak. You know, mean you, you mean you, we get it in." She's like, "Well, you know, just, just don't. If you, if you be yourself, I won't think anything is wrong." So I was like, "Wow." So when, when you take the lid off like that, when she allowed me to take my lid off and express myself, it, it got. It it got better because now I'm even more in love with it because it's it's no shame. It's no. um, I don't look ours. I look at the heart. I look what's like what's behind it. And sometimes she still asks me, "Hey, it doesn't feel the same to me. Does it feel?" And I feel that I'm, I'm in this position where I have to say things to make her not have her mind go there. And it's like a struggle. It's like a fight. You have to. Kind of juggle everything and play musical chairs when normally you don't have to. It's just like somebody asking you or your wife asking you, "Do you? She done gained fifty pounds and she trying to wear exactly, her wedding dress. Exactly where you're you, going. you know, hey, how do I look in this dress? Do I look fat yeah. in this dress? Uh, nah, you don't look fat in that Absolutely. dress. Absolutely, you gotta play I mean, the game. Yeah, you can play this game and and just to try to get some later on that night or not try to hurt somebody's feelings or trying to. You know, just be really political. I never, I never play more politics ever than I have in my own bedroom. When it came yeah. out.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that, but that's that's yeah, that, yeah. I, I would agree. I, uh, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. You know, and you know, almost like, uh, you know, but I'm trying to be, and, and it's all, it's all, or at least for me, it's all in the effort of trying to be considerate.
4: Just right. making sure I'm right.
0: considerate, you know, and 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 being sensitive uh, yeah. that I'm going through this. Not that I don't care, but I'm just trying to be sensitive, and I'm trying to be considerate. Right now, does anybody else have any any questions
3: for for TC right now? Yeah, I, I just had accurate. one. I I just had one quick question. Um, you know, TC said that. You know that you, Darren, was the first person that he was, you know, able to really talk to. And then you earlier said that you met him by accident. Yes. Why, why do y'all? Why do y'all? Why Why are y'all making those statements? You know, as far as it was accidental or coincidental. Do y'all Do y'all believe that that it was just happenstance, or or no?
0: Well I well I if, if I can if I can answer that. Um I don't know what he meant by accident but for me
6: I, I didn't know him. I didn't
0: know he was there as, as um Darren said, my wife was a guest speaker at this affair. Um on her 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 bout with breast cancer. So and I was there, you know, for her support, obviously. And um, you know, she mentioned, you know, me being there and being supportive of her. And 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 then that, you know, that led me to uh, meeting him and his wife, Darren and his wife. Uh, and, and so that's because that's I didn't know he was going to be there. And so because we went through the same thing, you know, we talked. And he was open, which allowed me to be open. And I shared with him because I guess, you know, it's, you know, it could be fate if you want to say that, and if you if, if yes. you want to say fate, and fate is is not coincident. Okay, I can go with that either. But I know for mm-hmm. me, it was just refreshing to be able to let it out and talk to somebody who knew what I was what I was feeling, who I didn't have to try to sell it to him, or I didn't have to try to explain it because that you know that that I didn't want to do. And so when, you know, when I shared with him, you know, he was like, hey, you know, you know, feeling the same way. I'm like, okay, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to explain to this guy. And, you know, and he's like, well, you know, pulling teeth on a situation that's already sensitive. And like I said, I hadn't even said this to my wife. So in that case, it was easier to speak with a complete stranger because at that time, that's who he was and for him to feel i guess it kind of validated what i was feeling that in that if this is a complete stranger and we know nothing we've never met before today and he's feeling the same way i'm feeling then my feeling is not off
5: right and so right. that yeah. was a validation
0: yeah, to me and i and i had actually spoke at that event um with my next guest, who I'm going to bring in in a minute, but I actually spoke at his wife's event, and um, and I was talking about the show and about the book and about our my current situation. Now I'm, you know, I'm an open book. I'm going to say whatever it is on my mind. So I was speaking on those terms from from my heart, and then that's when uh, TC and a couple other guys they came up to me afterwards, and they like, "Man, I'm I I didn't know you felt like that because I feel like that." So. I was like, well, because I wanted to give everybody, you know, every man that have this silent conversation with themselves that, hey, I'll never say this out loud. So I was just saying stuff out loud that men would say inside. So it kind of just kind of broke the ice a little bit because we had a lot of stuck-up people at that um, thing. I ain't trying to talk about you, Trey. Right, Trey? (laughs) No problem. (laughs) You know, it, it was a lot of people that that, that 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 had a couple of broomsticks. But you know, I kind of like I don't like I don't like atmospheres like that because that makes me tense. So I had to say be me and and relax and and say what was on my heart because if I spoke out of a stick, then it wouldn't sound right. You know, so I got uh, a question. Yeah. So, um, not don't know if. If all the guests tonight know, we did a show not too long ago about prostate cancer and trying to encourage uh, men to go get their prostate check, right? So, and mm-hmm. and and I'm thinking it's right along the same lines as far as women and breast cancer. So when uh, TC said that he he found out early enough. Um. What were the precautionary measures that you all were taking to make sure that um you know to to make that happen to find out early so all you had to do was do radiation. What were you guys doing on a regular? Um regular checkups. She was, you know, going through her mammograms uh regularly and um uh, and and she went through this one and they found the lump um uh, that they didn't okay. find last year. They found it this year, or two years ago. I'm sorry, two years ago that they found this year, and so we went to explore that lump, and um, she got a biopsy and found out that um, that's what it was. So, because she has a mammogram every two years and and, her, and the blood work, and we, um, as a team, my wife and I, we have physicals every six months. I said, if they bust wow. us. You know if they if they busting us for this insurance you know to the at the rate that they do, then you know as opposed to because we're healthy, we didn't go but once a year. I said, let's go um twice a year, and I got that idea actually from a coworker who died, and when he went when he and he thought he was healthy, he was on the police force, and he was telling me that you know while he was working, he would only go once a year like like everybody does. But then when he retired he started going twice a year. And he recommended that to me because then he said, you know, you find things that you don't you know that you don't want to wait around, you know, every month. And again, you know, I'm, I'm you know, we're spending hundreds of dollars a month for insurance and don't use it but, you know, once a year and we are outside of the flu shot, you know, and test we don't you know, we are sixty folks, so we go sure. twice a year now. Yeah, you know, so I actually, found, I actually found a lump in my wife's breast, and I told her to go, because you know, so I'm a breast man. I'm feeling and feeling. I'm like, hey, something don't feel right here. um, and, and I asked her to go to the doctor. Well, she went to the doctor, and the doctor told her to go to a specialist. But she got so busy with our grandson's therapies and everything, she didn't go. But when she went to that one time, they did a test. And she told her to come back for the results. And for months she didn't go back. So then one day, one morning at five o'clock in the morning, the doctor herself called and said, "You need to tell your wife or bring her in here today." So I um, I went with her, and that's when she told her that she had breast cancer. But it yeah. was because that she we wasn't going on the regular because we thought we were completely healthy and and you know you you learn something every day you know you're not what you think you are so you have to get get in there and start feeling around if she don't want to feel around you you get your feel on you squeeze on and you can feel some things and and if something feels abnormal then you definitely need to tell her to check it out because um it could be serious mm. yeah very well and, could be and, serious. And, and tc said something very key he said that he and his wife were a team, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure, you know, they came to this conclusion together, well, now we're going to do it every six months. So, like, when she's going to get checked out, I'm 100% sure he's going to get checked out too. And I think that's something that we need to all step our game up in our marriage, you know, yeah. and stay on top of each other's health because you want each other to stay around. And being negligent, you know, is going to cost us in the long run, especially when we're getting older. Yeah, we have the true. same doctor as a matter of fact. So we, we have you know, we have the same doctor and and so we know on each other's appointments and and, and sometimes we go together. You know, uh sometimes, especially on follow through but we what sometimes because what we do or at least what I do is I go on my birthday and six months after my birthday. So February twenty first and August the twenty first. That's a rotating cycle. My birthday is a reminder to go to the doctor. So that's what I do on my birthday. As opposed to going out of town, I'm at the doctor's office. Wow. So that wow. Those that's that, that the regimen. That's great. That's well, great. that is awesome. That is awesome. And I and I encourage each and every one of us, oh, one of us over the phone, everybody 35 and plus, I encourage all of us to, to do that because um, it was a slap in my face. And I'm not ashamed to say it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, I'm wronging in a football bat. 'Cause I was up there barking and, and banging my head up against the wall and thinking all these other things. But I owe T Hawk a steak dinner from Ruth Chris and I'm gonna hook him up even though I'm gonna be eating a salad. <laughs> but, <laughs> just, uh, but I have but I but I, I have another guest here on, on the show. Uh his name is Trey. We went to this event. It was it was fantastic event it was called a it was a gala for rectal cancer now i I never even heard of this kind of cancer um and rectal cancer trey i'm gonna let you explain what this is.
6: Okay. Um uh, hey how's everybody doing? Um yeah, I mean basically it's like, you know, it's just a, a cancer of the rectum. I mean that's what it is literally. Um, you know, it's not the not the really in colon. So colon and rectal cancer are kind of similar but they're they're a little different. So rectal cancer is just a little is lower than your typical colon cancer. Um and so it is, I mean, relatively rare, um, but, yeah, that that's what my wife had. And through that, you know, that's the event that she started. She started a foundation to make other people wear it because when she was going through and finding things she didn't find it, she found a lot of information about it. So she wanted to, you know, give more people information and help others because um, even with her job, her job helped, you know, sent us food and everything. So she wanted to, in turn, do the same things for others. But, um, but your rectal cancer is just is a cancer of the rectum. Um rect- them is the actual reservoir, you know, that holds all your waste until, I guess, it's full enough for you to go. So that's what, um, so that's what she had cancer of.
0: Now, so now was, um, I met. Go ahead, Trey. I'm sorry.
6: Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead, Trey. You you are an
0: outstanding guy because I met, uh, I had talked to three other guys after the gala. Um, their wives had rectal cancer, and they left. Oh, wow. Because of all of the surgeries, procedures, days off work, uh, the insurance went sky high. Uh, it was just, they had, they you know, it's no excuse to me to leave your wife. But they, they thought if I gave him a thousand excuses, then that would be enough to say, now you see why I left her. But I still didn't see why they left their wives but I couldn't get them on the show because they didn't want to show up again. So I know it had to be a dilemma because three guys told me all the things that you have to go through as a supporter and a provider of the person who has rectal cancer. Can you tell us why is it so stressful to stay with somebody with rectal cancer?
6: I mean, for me, it wasn't. Never issue to stay, I mean, not saying that I'm better than those other guys, but it's just another issue for me to stay like I never would have imagined just to you know my wife find out she has cancer and I say, okay, well bye i can't I can't deal with it I mean that was never you know really issue for me, but I mean it definitely is challenge I'm sure even with all the others breast cancer and things of that nature. I mean the challenge for us was the um and for me it's work like she had to get well first she had to have radiation, so she had to have radiation Monday through Friday every day for yeah, it had to be about six weeks. So she had to do that, and then she also took pills. So the pills, and you know, you have the nausea. You can't, you know, you can't, um, you know, eat anything. Certain smells and just, you know, make your body feel horrible. So she had to be on that. I think two two weeks in a row, all for a week, and then two weeks again. So it was just that whole regimen, like four pills in the morning, four pills at night, and then the radiation. So after while, first radiation at first is not. I mean, well, I, of course, I didn't go through it, but for her, it wasn't terrible. But as it kept, you know, keep radiating, the same area, same area, same area. She was just, you know, starting to have pains with all of that. So just pain all the time and not wanting to get out of bed. And, you know, mind you, we still have, we have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So we still have two small kids. You know, I still had to work. She still was trying to work. You know, it was, it definitely was a lot. And so she had the radiation radiation. After radiation, she had to do um, surgery. Her doctor had already informed us that she would have to have a temporary, like, Colostomy bag that would collect all her waste. Why? Because basically, what the surgery did initially was to remove the rectum, and um, they did a temporary, I guess, ileostomy. And so they basically put part of her intestine on the outside, so waste can be collected. And the doctor like reconnected the two remaining parts, the parts of colon and the the anus, to connect that back together. But needed to get, give that time to heal, so that was supposed to be about three months. So, had, so she literally had to wear this bag on the side of her, on her side, for oh, supposed to be for three months. I mean, she, I mean, the bag would bust, and it would, she, for her, it's um, it's like adhesive. So imagine taking the bandit off every two, three days. So of course the skin breaks, and then it burns because that's waste and that's burns, and it was, it, it really was challenging. And then, so we get through all that, everything's fine, and then her. Chemo doctor says, well, let's do six more months of chemo just to make sure we got everything. And for him, it's like, oh, it's only six months. You know, it's not – some people take medication for years, but it's six months of chemo. And so that round, she decided to get a port in her chest. So she had to get a surgery to actually get a port in her chest so she can get the medicine, IV, because IV is a little bit less side effects than, the, than taking a pill. So she did that. And so every other – it's like every other week we had to go spend about six hours at the at the hospital – get get her infusion and then she had to come home and get another infusion for another two days so basically three days from like wednesday to friday she was on like medication and then so not feeling good feeling bad and then it's not like you just once the medicine is out the next day, oh, you feel great. So she still has a couple of days of feeling bad, you know, dealing with diarrhea, dealing with this bag, still had two little kids. I'm still working. So, I mean, it was definitely challenging. And then she had to have, so all these surgeries. Then she had to have another surgery to reverse the um, the surgery, like the temporary bag. Thank God it was temporary. The doctor did say sometimes with rectal cancer, depending on how low it is, you could possibly have a permanent bag. So she could have had a permanent um, colostomy bag, right? Like, and that would have been it. That's how she would have had to, you know, do her waste yeah. for like the rest of her life. Um, but luckily that didn't happen, but that was a possibility. So we had to think about all of those things. And then, like I said, the second surgery to put everything back together. And even now, you know, basically she doesn't have like a reservoir to like collect waste. So if she has to go, she has to go. It's no, like, I can hold mm. it. I can wait. You know, it's none of that. It's kind of, so it's still to learn. I mean, the doctor said eventually your body can kind of create another kind of rectum just over time, but, you know, it just takes time. So it definitely was challenging. Um, you know, this, I mean, for me it was work, um, doctors, kids, work, doctors, kids, work, doctors, kids. And then she ended up also, because of the radiation where the father rectum and everything else, she ended up – um she couldn't have kids anymore. Not that we really wanted more kids, but she couldn't have kids anymore. And since her her cancer wasn't like hereditary, at least not for her, like it didn't run in the family. So they they said, well, why don't we just at least do a hysterectomy to make sure that you know it doesn't come back in the ovaries or cervix or something like that. So then she had so when her first surgery, along with getting the her rectum removed, temporary bag, she also had hysterectomy. So she was in the surgery literally we like 10 o'clock a.m. to about 12 at night. I mean 12 a.m. So literally like 12, 13 hours in surgery. That's all we was waiting at the hospital for her initial surgery. So she recovered from a hysterectomy. I mean it was just it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. I mean I'm I'm more surprised that she's still standing around more so than me being there. I mean she's so strong to be able to go through all that because it, it was a lot. She had a things she had to have a um, a temporary. Um, uh, like for ur- urination, um, she had had one of those while she was in the hospital for a little while, so she you can urinate again. It was just, it was definitely a, a, a lot to deal with. So it definitely is not. Well, a you guys at are, all, you But you guys
0: are like, you guys are under thirty. I mean, like right at thirty, right?
6: But no, I'm actually trying to... she, no, he's fine. No, she's um, she's thirty six. I'm thirty seven. But when she found out, she was thirty because she found out like the end of two thousand twelve. So she was thirty four when she was diagnosed. So for rectal cancer, she's very young to have that. Use it as a cancer or even colon cancer, you know, as you know for older um older adults. Right. That's why they don't even do they don't even do um uh the exams until they don't recommend those until you like fifty or fifty five. So you know, she just happened to have like um uh, bleeding, you know, when she would, you know, when she would go to the bathroom, she would have bleeding, and at first we thought it was hemorrhoids, or that's what I said, because it started happening right around, we had our, our youngest child, but it just, over time it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, so she finally got checked out, and unfortunately, you know, that's what came out, so, but it's not something you would, So think. they don't, you don't just check, check for
0: it for until, okay, okay.
6: You're right, because no, I mean, normally at the guidelines, like if I was, me at 37, I'd just say, hey, I want to get a colonoscopy. The doctor would probably be like, wow, you don't need one, you're too young. You know what I mean? They wouldn't think that because it normally doesn't happen in that age. Now, if I had symptoms, of course, they would check. But if I just say, hey, I want to start getting a colonoscopy, the insurance probably wouldn't pay for it because it's not recommended in that, you know, in your age group, there's no history of it. So, yeah, so it mm-hmm. was definitely a, a, sh- a shock to, um, to find that out.
3: So during that time, um, Trey, and thank you for sharing, like during that time, how did this ordeal, I mean, how did it affect your sex life?
6: It was tough, um, but definitely when she was going through the radiation and stuff like that, it didn't happen hardly at all, which I understand because I'm, I'm the type, I mean, if you if she's not feeling good and stomach hurting us, I mean, it's just, you know what I mean? I just kind of took it as it's not going to happen. Sure. So, I mean, it wasn't a thing where I was like, okay, well, I never thought about like stepping out or anything like because just it is what it is, but it did it did affect it i mean it still affects it now to a certain degree, just because sure. you know, like I said again, with her having to go in any time she just don't feel sexy all the time, you know, and definitely with the bag, she didn't feel sexy, and which I definitely understand, but I never tried to make her feel not that she wasn't sexy, I mean, so we did still have sex, but it wasn't definitely wasn't like on a regular basis, you know, just kind of sure. get it when you can, or, or she felt up to it, like I. but I never pressured her to, hey, I mean, it's been a while, what's up, you know what I mean? Like, I just knew that sure. it was going to kind of be that way, and we tried to do different things, you know, more like oral, or more this, or more, you know, mutual things like that, you know, we tried to do other things, but, and definitely with the hysterectomy too, I mean, that part in itself is a definitely change, because that changes a lot, with, you know, with her physically, so, but yeah, it was, um that was definitely a challenge too, so... Has yeah, go go back worse. to the hand, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's right. Yeah, we talked about that last. We talking about that last. Week. We about that last week. Yeah, like I was
6: yeah, 17, 16 again. Plus, you got the yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. two little kids too.
3: You know, you got the right. two little kids but, uh, They don't yeah. help.
6: Right, they definitely do uh, help. But the one, the one blessing I, I think is with at least when it did happen, the kids, our kids were young, so all they knew that mommy was sick. They do not really know like how extreme or how. You know, bad it really was. Now, um, and my wife, like, it wasn't, I don't think it was ever an issue like her not making it. The doctor was always confident with that. But it was just, like I said, all the stuff that she had to go through, too. Because, I mean, it was a risk almost at the doctor because we did a couple exams. I guess the way the rectum is and the vagina is, like, so close that it was potentially, if it went into the wall, then that would have been they could have had to do something there, too, and that would have been and that would have been devastating for her, for sure, because she, she really almost broke down when she thought that might happen. But luckily, I said none of that had to happen. Um, but, yeah, it was definitely rough. You know, you just, every time you go to the doctor, you're just scared of what's going to be next or what news you're going to hear or every, after every test or every, you know, CAT scan or whatever. You just worry what they're going to see or say. So it was definitely a, a challenge.
7: I'm going to
0: tell you something, Trey. We walk around here every day. Not realizing how blessed we are with our wives, and and this show is definitely an eye opener for guys. I'm I'm hoping it is that for guys who just think that their wives are just like, oh man, you just the most hideous woman. You always fussing about these kids. You always complaining. You always, and and really these are some things that that make you step back and look at it and say, you know what, I really have nothing to complain about. I mean, I'm looking at it, and my wife had breast cancer, and I'm looking. I'm listening to you, and I'm like, man, I really had nothing to complain about because I I know this had to affect you financially because if you was at all these surgeries, 13 hours here, and you had to do uh, the, the, the radiation here, I know that affected you guys financially because both of you guys are doctors, right?
6: Yeah, both pharmacists, yeah. Yeah. So she was able to luckily for her, I mean my tar- I, I was with Target at the time. And insurance is pretty decent. I mean, Grant, we still had a hefty bill. I think it may have ran about I mean, all total apart, ten, eleven thousand dollars. That's like you know, after deductibles and all that stuff, that's what we had to pay. But considering how much it would have been, I mean, that's still a blessing. But yeah, that was definitely tough. Um but, and, it was, I mean, with, like, things just worked out so good, because even with her job, she has so many people, you know, she works for the government, so people can donate leave, and she had so many people donate leave. I mean, she didn't have to go to work for, like, months, where she could just oh, wow. sit back, recover, take her time. I mean, it was really, I mean, she really had a lot of support. I mean, we, just as, with our families, like I said, friends, I mean, sometimes when I had to, I still had to work weekends, so. One of her girlfriends would come and be with her and the kids, and my parents who live down you know, in Clinton would come and watch the kids or stay there. I mean, so our neighbor would come pick up our daughter from daycare because her and her, her son and our daughter went to the same daycare. She would pick the kids up. So, I mean, the support was outstanding. I mean, it was that was truly wow. a blessing because I'm out now. We didn't have all that. I mean, granted, I still would be there, but we probably both would have <laughs> – who knows, took, mm-hmm. went off a cliff or something. We wouldn't have all had all that <laughs> support because it was definitely needed. Right. Um, that's why I say with the little kids, me still having to wait. My schedule was, you know, I'm getting off at 9 o'clock, 9.30 sometimes, so I have to stay late or, like I said, working every other weekend. And it's, and it's so crazy, the weekends I had to work were well, the weekends that she was coming off of treatment. So, you know, it was just mm-hmm. it, it was just so crazy. So, so yeah, I did, she definitely is so a, when- um, a blessing. Like, Mm-hmm.
0: So when, when, when she eats, what is the turnaround time for her to have to use the bathroom after she eats since it, there's nothing depends. there to catch?
6: It, it, really, it really depends um, on what it is. Um, she like still kind of learn, but sometimes – I mean, it's not always instantly right away, but she's fine. Because so, like, what she has done, she stopped eating meat after that. I mean, not that the doctor said meat caused anything, but she just wanted to – you know, since there was no real cause, I wanted to just, you know, I guess try to be healthy if she can. So she stopped eating I meat. She still eats fish, but no meat. So, but it kind of depends. It's, we, we still kind of learn it. So sometimes she can eat something and be fine for days, no problem. Then one time she may eat something with cheese in it and it may affect her and she's running to the bathroom like a lot. You know what I mean? So she just had those mm-hmm. moments where sometimes she can be fine, no problem. Everything is okay. But then sometimes she runs to the bathroom like, the three four five times a day or when she's there has to you know has to be there for a while just because again the body's just kind of adjusting to that so but it was just so amazing to see when she had the bag how your body works because you could see like all that going on it was just yeah, it was definitely you know out but i was always even when she was feeling oh i can't believe i got this bag or i'm dripping this. i mean i was like you know what just don't worry about it let's just Whatever we gotta do, let's just do it. Like let's not dwell on the bad stuff. You still here. You can still walk around. You can still do this. You can still do that. Let's just. I'll try to be as positive as I could because we both couldn't be down. You know. So one, I try to be mm-hmm. as positive. Not that she was always negative or depressed, but she definitely had her moments. And I try my best to make sure we was all our spirits both. High. Even if I was stressed out, I was never put it on that I was like stressing or I was upset about anything or you know, feeling down myself, but I just tried to be as strong as I could for for the both of us during the time, so.
0: You know, um, anybody got any questions um, for Trey?
3: Yeah, I got got something else. Um, Something he said earlier um, in some of his first comments, he made it a point to say that he was not better than, you know, other guys. Um, But yet, you know, he talked about, you know, how he was not interested in stepping out. He just said that, you know, he had to be strong for the both of them. I mean, it sounds like to me that you're 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 a better man than a lot of dudes.
0: <laughs> I, 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 would, I would second that one. I definitely I second that one. As a matter of fact, I I appreciate, you know, the effort that you made. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. you know, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking that I did something being there for my wife, you know, but, you know, you, you you were there like the champ, man. Uh, yeah. And, man.
4: Awesome. And, and yeah,
0: yeah. you know, and so I, I mean, to to and and to validate that, as Darren said, he talked to other guys, and they rolled out, and yet you still yeah. stayed. So that's a exactly. testament that you are a special guy, and I'm just glad, you know, as a brother to another brother, I appreciate you being there, man.
3: I, I just yeah, want to say too, that. Man. No I definitely
6: appreciate that. Good
3: word. no doubt. I guess I'm Good
6: always doubt. just like a a humble kind of guy, so you know I don't, you know, I just look at it as, hey, this is what has to be done, so let's do it, you know, type of thing. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I never thought that was like, me stepping out, like or leaving, like that would be crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't understand how to, like, say so you say you married and you do that, like, that, you must not want to be really be married. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, so,
4: Hey, that, but um, that sounds to me uh, like the, the the real the real point of it is: Are you either in love with your wife, or are you just are you committed to marriage? I think if you are either in love with your wife, of course you're not gonna go nowhere. And then if you are committed to marriage, you're not gonna go nowhere either. And I think that's the sure. difference. Just because I mean, just because a person has breast cancer, just because a person has any of these cancers, that to me, and I haven't been through it, so I don't know. It doesn't
6: sound like a Reason to leave your leave your spouse, leave your spouse. right?
3: Well, like I yeah, it's crazy. I mean,
6: like, it's something they just couldn't handle within themselves, or didn't think they were strong. Maybe they didn't think they were strong enough, or else. they were scared of how the outcome was going to be, or you know, we'll be there. Yeah, but that's 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 crazy. But what, I mean, yeah. if you think, think about the alternatives, you have yeah, or you have maybe they
4: don't. If you say in the case of breast cancer or something, they just don't have that. Whatever was affected anymore. Those are right. the, like the two options, and then, and then, what's the other problem? Just the psychological, emotional challenges. Yes. I mean, what, what are what are what are the real challenges? Visually looking at the person, paying for it. What's the real challenges in going going through something like
6: that? All yeah, there, I guess, man, like, for some night. people, I mean, especially for some people, if, like I said, the physical thing is their main thing, you know, definitely. So, like, for somebody that has breast cancer, their wife doesn't have breast anymore, and that's their main thing, you know, it's probably really, you know, they can't accept seeing them any, you know, maybe the for them it just doesn't turn them on anymore, so they still at that level where that's all that matters, and, you know, because we all can get even. We all say remember, we all can get old. So at some point, your wife's seventy, eighty years old, I mean, something not going to look the <laughs> look the same. So yeah. you know, yeah. you can't expect them to be young and everything stacked where it was, you know, when they was 20 or thirty, So,
3: well, and and it yeah, also depends on your rep-
0: your representation. You know, I mean, just imagine, you know, you you see a young lady and she's jaw dead gorgeous. And you tell your boy, you know, you've got to give with her. You know, you, you that's going to be your lady one day. And your whole thing is how she looks,
6: and then all of a sudden, you know, your boy, you that's got in there, and your boys are, are, your boys are congratulating you, and then two, three years in the marriage, or five years in the marriage, you know,
0: uh, she has breast cancer. Now you sold mm-hmm. this woman to your boys on her physical attributes. Now all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, they're taken away from her. You know they, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, that it that's. That can be a challenge, especially if you go into it with her physical attributes, and now they're gone. And, they're in the, and of course, she's looking because I'm sure she's gone through life with those physical attributes being her meal ticket to some degree, and now That's true. You know, they're gone. That can put, not to say it's right, but that can put a lot of pressure on the guy to, to, to bail. I mean, again, that is true. You know, we 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 we've seen it, and and women losing weight or gaining weight.
4: Even mm-hmm. you think even if he's in love with her.
0: Well, see again, you know, and my wife and, and and my wife and I talk about this all the time. The way I love you is not the way you love me. And I'm 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 not one who can judge and say, well, your love is better or your love is real and it's not. It depends on what you mean. By loving somebody, whether you know that love is strong enough. I mean, I thought I I thought that you know my first wife, I loved her and she loved me. That we were together for nineteen years, you know. And when I tell folks divorce after nineteen years, they say who does that after being together that long? But you know I I, I can also sit there and tell them that. In the 19 years, if I was honest with myself, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but if I was honest with myself, I had those struggles for 18 of those 19 years, and more embarrassing is I had some premonitions going in, but I thought, and I used to say, my love for her would conquer any obstacle or any ailment that we may run up against, and it didn't. It just didn't. So... You know what's meant by love. I guess if you gave me a definition, then maybe I could say a yay or nay. But that's kind of hard to say because everybody loves differently. You know, some love you Mm -hmm. for the money. Some love you. I mean, we know this. Some love you for the sex. Some love you because of of the status that you bring to them. So it it depends on what we mean by love or what. You know. When I think about it.
4: Yeah, when, when I think about it, like you said, you struggled for 18 years of, of that 19 years. Well, I know you loved her, but do you think that that you were in love with her?
0: You know what? Absolutely. I mean, I, okay. I, for for me, I don't see the difference. You know, people talk about that love, in love, but no, i tell you this. Uh, aside from, she was my first love before me, so I was I would put in my hierarchy, it was her, then my mother, then me. I can't, you know, obviously God being first, okay? So that's a given. It was her, then my mother, then me. So I I would say affirmatively, absolutely yes. But, you know, that love wasn't good enough. You know, it, it wasn't good enough. So, yes, I can say that. I, I I can say that unequivocally. I, yeah, absolutely, yes. I did. I loved it with everything well, that. Oh, I- well, go ahead, T. All, you had something to say. No, I'm good. I'm good. I forgot. No, I was going to say um, when you say you love somebody, and and I'm listening at Trey, and I'm listening at TC, and you know, that's a different level when. Oh, that's a level that you think that you can't get to when you hear three other guys. their wives had rectal cancer, and they said, "You know what i that coloscopy back man, I couldn't stand the smell, or it was so embarrassing when we was out in public, and she was walking around like an old lady, or you know she had to get in one of those carts, and then this thing bust all over the place and And then I couldn't, you know, concentrate on her sex, and she wanted to try to still do her wifely duties, but how can she do that with all of that going on? And and I I really wanted them to express that. I really wanted to know what a man can think and what can he stoop to to say that something is so filthy that he attached it to his wife and his love for his wife. And it sounds like that's what they were doing. They were attaching the the disease to their wives as if the, it was the disease and I often ask people why do you say that I'm going to love you for better or for worse for with, richer or for poor through sickness and in health that's one of the vows you take so when is it when is it cut off everybody is it, is it cut that. off when you get go ahead
3: I said everybody skip over that part go ahead
5: well,
0: you know hey, what? That is yeah. the dilemma, because as I people, the the rich, the health, and the good, everybody can work with that. There's no work to be done. Just show up and participate. It's the exactly. poor, the sickness, and the bad that everybody <laughs> has a challenge with, and it's and what. And to answer that question, what I find is everybody wants the other person to love me for my bad, for my sickness and for my poor. But if you ask me to love you for that, that's when the challenge is. And 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 and, and because of that, you know, folks folks don't break up in the good and the rich and the in the health. That's that's easy to do. So, you know, I guess to your question earlier about this love um, if you love your, it, well, my wife and I, we focus on this. We've, I, I, i We got two models that we live by. One is if I look after you, and you look after me, we are both covered. That's one model. That's a, the, yeah. the other model is my number one job is my wife. My wife's number one job is me. And we fight So we we, we we live by that so much. My wife is sick now. We argue today because of her letting me help her versus her helping herself. And we and, and vice versa. So she's sick and she's going to the doctor I mean she's going to C V S to get medicine and I'm already out. And she hangs up the phone on me because she's like when I'm already here, I'm not gonna turn around and then that and that's that we fight fight. We don't, because we don't, um, you know. God bless us. We don't fight, but to the extent that we do, that's our issue. So because of those two rules, bye. I mean, and we practice them every second we get. So um, looking out for one another, you know. And 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 our third one is it's just corny because we usually we usually test people on that. Marriage is one hundred, one hundred, not fifty-fifty. So when I'm at zero she has to carry it with her 100 and vice versa. she's at five, I have to fill in the 95. So those principles are what we live by. And although it's been four years, you know, it, this four years has been better than my first marriage 19 years or its first four years. So with those mm-hmm. principles, as long as we keep practicing it and and then, you know, align ourselves with folks like like you guys i mean as i as I shared with Darren, you know when I met him and his family, it was at his house and and I'm seeing it align yourself, you know that 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 saying about be mindful of what you put in your mind that i I find that to be extremely crucial, even to the point where be mindful and be careful of the people you align yourself with, because mm-hmm. again, birds of a feather flock together for the negative as well as the positive. And so keeping yeah. those principles in mind, having principles first and then practicing them, helps us to move forward. So well, I yeah, can let me learn ask from Darren when he says that, you know, when, when, when I when I couldn't talk to my wife and this guy that I didn't even know confide in him. That's, what, that's the benefit of those principles. Okay. Well, let me ask you something. You know, your wife is cure of uh cured from the cancer, right? Um uh, the cancer is all out. If that means cure and the reason why I'm hesitating because she has to go through um hormonal therapy for five years to to ensure right, okay. the cure. Yeah, so it. that's why I was hesitating. Yeah. Okay, okay. So just to keep down the p- the pills are Um, called estrogen blockers and women produce estrogen automatically and they have to take these pills because cancer loves estrogen so when they take these anti-estrogen pills for the next seven years it causes a chemical imbalance so we we sometimes arguing about nothing or she is because her hormones are all over the place and i got to be mindful that you know she's a little bit more aggressive because she has no estrogen these are the things that we kind of want to let guys who are blessed enough to not have their wives to have breast cancer or any kind of cancers um, in their body that if anything comes up, then these are some issues that you may, may have to face. Um, but, you know, you, your wife and my wife have to take these pills for seven years. Uh, Trey, is there any other treatments that are, that are to come As after all the the surgeries that your wife has had is there anything else attached to what could happen uh to the cancer that she has could it get worse could it come back or is
5: it a, I mean
6: it total like failure? with her I mean and then with hers I mean um it's pretty much like I said, they they did the radiation to the tumor removed it now I mean I guess something could come back but I guess to say right now she doesn't have cancer and she would have to she now she has to be more aggressive with her like uh colonoscopies, things like that. So instead of maybe every three or four years, maybe every year or every you know, until you know, it's always that five year window. So up until then she has to be more do do those more. So they can still just make sure like I said, if it, if there was a polyp they can find get rid of it before something turns, you know, cancerous or whatever, you know, have before so yeah she does have to be mindful but she doesn't have to have any more like medications or anything of that age. Not for her type. So as of right now she just kind of got to get to her, what we ought to call it, like a new normal, get used to that, and like to have more, you know, follow-ups. You know, the first couple of years, always a lot of follow-ups and get this scan and get that and follow-up, you know, just kind of make sure everything is okay. But she doesn't have to have any more, like, treatments or any no any more medication, long, like, long-term. So as far as so that part, that, so... Hmm.
0: No, you said earlier that they had to build her a rectum. Right?
6: No, 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 like, no. They just no, and I mean like, well, what they do, like, they had to remove hers, so they basically pretty much like cut hers out and reconnected the the like that whatever part of the colon was left to the you know to the anus, so she could still you know um you know you basically go we go without a bag. So um, now the doctor said like over time her body will kind of. Make its own rectum again, kinda. It's almost like it, uh, like you, it almost like your body can live with one kidney type of thing. Like will just re, readjust almost. So eventually, her body, I guess, whatever part of colon's left will eventually kind of stretch out and make itself into like a form like a rectum, but still probably not had never had the same function all the way function as what her you know her rectum had. But it would kind her body would kind of compensate, I guess, for lack of a better word, to kind of accommodate well, the fact I she does have I'm... one.
0: I guess the I guess when I hear rectum, I'm thinking of anus, and it's
6: obviously it's two different. different things, yeah, though. I thought that too. Um, but yeah, if you if you was like look at a diagram, you would see like small colon, the large colon, a rectum, and then the anus. So the anus is all the anus is is just like the opening, really. It's it's muscles around oh. there just opening so you can push your waist out. So that's really all the anus is. Now the rectum is okay. right before that, and that's like what they and they call the rectum like a reservoir that holds everything until you're ready to go or until it fills up, and okay. then you get the urge to go. So it is different. So somebody could have anal cancer, and that could be different than rectal cancer, which is different than colon cancer. So yeah, okay, it so is. Yeah, it was kind of confusing.
0: Okay, so she 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 didn't have her anus removed. She had a no the thing. Okay, okay, I got right. it. Because I mean, now,
6: now, and now, now yeah, we had to wait. learn too cause now if it was now if now if the, her cancer was closer to the anus or close to the muscle, the anal sphincter, that's what they call like the muscle, then she could that that would have led to a permanent because the doctor would have would have had to remove the muscle and without the muscle, you know, it's nothing to really stop anything. So I mean thank oh. God that it, he said there was a low chance of that happening. He I mean I her doctors was really really we went to GW, I mean those doctors was awesome. I mean like I mean the doctors were really, really awesome. So um you know he was really, really good it's the procedure he did, the way he did it you know, everything was you know, she he was able to save all of that, but yeah, so it is different. Yeah, and I like said when seeing a di if you actually like to see a diagram, you it's easy to see, but yeah, we was all confused too. I learned about it. But you know, we go in and you know learn everything about it. Yeah, so it is different.
7: Hmm.
0: Wow. Anybody got any more questions for Trey? And 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 I wanna ask you about the impact of the children. Um, how has this I mean you said that they well, like only I said, look for, at it. For
6: us? Yeah, she was just being sick. I mean, they just know she's sick, not feeling good. I think they eventually had to I mean 'cause she had the bag so long, they finally really, you know, sort of had the bag, but they still don't even really understand everything. So that was the 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 one benefit of of them being young. So it was stressful with them being young 'cause they didn't understand but it's good that they didn't understand because we didn't have to do a lot of explaining and talking. We could have just said "Mommy sick and that was it. Cause they didn't under they don't understand anything more than that. You know, maybe as they get older, we may have to tell, you know, tell them and they can you know, but that was really good. So, I mean, for them, they kind of just went on, you know, my son, they were both in daycare at the time and, and I think my son just got, with you know, he was in kindergarten too. But you know, it was just, it was, it was really good that way because they didn't understand anything, so we didn't have to explain a whole lot to them. Just that mommy's sick every couple of days, and it was so cute. Like my daughter had like a little, a little, because my wife had this little ball that she had to get with her um, when she had to get her infusion, and this it would get smaller over the over the course of two days. And once it was almost all gone, you know, the nurse would come and remove it. But my um her daughter had this like little lantern and she was walking around tomorrow this is my medicine like act like mommy like medicine like mom so it was like that was like really really cute but like i said they um, didn't really understand at all mm-hmm. so it was really that was really good that they didn't even understand they won't even you know two three years they probably wouldn't even remember she was sick at all so that was really really good actually
0: now all the medicines that she's taken or have taken you say she don't have to take no more she's not on like uh, me and TC's wife um, they're
6: on knows. this Cause medicine because hers, so, hers is not really like a, a hormone thing or anything like that so I mean honestly we don't even the doctors kind of don't really know where it comes from now if they would have caught it earlier maybe they would have seen a little polyp and hey this is this you know what I mean but, but no she doesn't have to have any like she doesn't have to be on any preventive medications like that
0: so, so now can, can uh, Tony is your wife I mean TC is is your wife completely um safe from any other cancers because now that she had breast cancer can is other different types of cancers out there colon cancer now we know rectal cancer uh, uh all kind of other cancers that can enter the body had, did the doctor tell you, TC, that it was any you, your wife could be prone to anything else that's out there or is the medicine that she's taking is it going to prevent all cancers well you know and i asked that question and to be honest, they couldn't give me an answer. Well they gave me an answer that it wasn't satisfactory to me and they and basically what they said was with the medication that should that should um prevent any reoccurrence. But then my question to them was, how can you be sure if she didn't have a history and this developed and as a matter of fact I I, I think I got on a doctor's nerve because he gave me a case study I mean, he, yeah. We he went to Geo- Georgetown, and they they gave me a case study on the number of people that takes the that go through go through Roman therapy and have cancer to reoccur, uh, which is fifteen percent that that you know that goes through had a cancer rate um, eradicated, go through Roman I mean human therapy, and then the cancer comes back, and so i i've gone I skimmed through it, but I'm gonna go through it um a little more in detail because when she has her follow up and she's going every three months and for um for six months and then after that, then it's every six months uh when she goes back in January, I'm going to ask that question i mean i'm gonna okay. ask okay so uh i right now I'm unclear. I'm unclear because 15% to me means 15%, which means it can come back. And of course, if your number is punched, it's not 15%; it's 100%. So mm-hmm. I I I I can't answer that um, with 100% certainty. So at, at this point, I would have to say I don't know.
3: Okay, yeah, and, I guess for me and,
0: and too. Um,
6: yeah. I mean, I don't mean to control, but my wife, I know that's why she had to do the extra six months of chemotherapy to help to lower the chance. But it still is a chance. I mean, I think her chance may be 10% real low teens that it might come back. But, I mean, for her, it is still a chance. But, like I said, she doesn't have, because, like I said, her cancer is not based off of hormones or an extra amount of this versus that. So that's why she doesn't have to take, like, I guess, like I said, the medication. But that doesn't mean that. You know, it can't happen again, or something can't happen somewhere else. That's one of the reasons why they did the, the hysterectomy, just so like the ovary's not even there for it the to be ovarian cancer, or this is not there for you know what I mean for those for those things to even happen. So yeah, I guess it's always still now just I've a risk, a, you
0: know. I've seen a couple of pictures of your wife, man, um, um, Trey, when she was, um, I guess when they was doing the doing the um, the thing at it was like at the gala they were, you guys was trying to do some kind of Oh, yeah, Picture like
6: a – um, yeah, all the different things she went through, yeah.
0: In one of the pictures, it looked like she couldn't even sit down because she it, – it, was, that, was that right after the surgery or was that uh, uh, a period of time where she couldn't sit at all and she had to just – I mean, how did she handle just everyday life? I mean, because I can't it imagine was, was not being like
6: able to say, to that, sit the, down. With the radiation part, it, it was tough. Like I said, she because that was even before the first surgery. She had to do radiation first to make the cancer try to make it as small as possible, the tumor as small as possible. So she said that was rough. Like I said, she would have pains down there and just like I said, butt sore and stuff just from just from the radiation, just hitting it. Because the radiation hitting over time just makes it all sore. And even after the surgery, she had a um, uh, I can't think of what, what they call it, but she had the um, some kind of pocket, like a fluid, I just can't think of the name right now, that she had to get drained and she had to actually have a needle inserted into her skin to this to this thing that had to be drained like every day and that thing was so painful. Wait, wait, for her. Wait, wait,
0: hold on a second. Drain drained from where? Where is it what It was like
6: about? a it was after the surgery and like it was just it was part of the healing process. I just can't think of what it what the name of it was, but after surgery she developed like a almost like a um I guess a pus or something like within within her skin or in, in her healing, there had to be an abscess. That's what it is, an abscess, that she had to have drained. And that's just, I mean, the doctors say that's just sometimes part of what happens when, you know, when you're healing, those things happen. And she had to get a drain for that. So we had to use, like, saline. That may be, that may be one of the pictures. Like, I had to inject, like, saline into this drain and flush it out and get stuff to come out. And uh, So I say it was definitely rough. That was probably the most bad enough for her cause that was so much pain for her. I mean she couldn't even hardly walk around, like she needed crutches to really get around because it hurt so bad for her having that. That probably hurt more than the seemed like that I mean, may hurt more than recovering from the surgeries and everything. That hurt so bad. But just I mean Wait she was minute, walking
5: so up. You
6: had and, to... Yeah, she had a drain like so basically she had this bag that she had to walk around with and like basically like the abscess would drain out. Um it would drain into this bag and collect. It would like to abscess just a build up of fluid. It's just part of the healing process that sometimes happens. And so it's like a build up of fluid and it's like a pus and it's like a bag of pus, I guess, but mostly inside the body. So pus that builds up and it has to be drained out. So she has a needle inserted into the into the um into the you know inside of her into the whatever the area is and it just has to be drained out. So we had to do that for like about a week of drain, having that drain out and collect how much it is and Flushed the flush the line with saline and all this stuff. So, yeah, I definitely um learned a lot, <laughs> learned a lot, learn how to be a good caregiver, um during this time. So you like a nurse, you like a nurse. You're I was like uh, a you nurse. You might as well call it. <laughs> I had to be. Mm. I mean, that's not not my profession, but yeah, going through all that, yeah, I had to um learn a lot you know, I had to learn a lot. Definitely caring for a wound, like I said, with her skin breaking from just like I said, imagine taking the band aid on it off every two days, pulling the band aid off. That's basically what it was with this bag. Um and you know the skin will break and having to find different ointments and different things to make sure the skin doesn't break, but yet make sure the bag still stays on so that it doesn't leak and all of that stuff. So it was it definitely was challenging. Definitely was challenging.
0: Well Trey let me ask you, do you did this, did this ordeal cause you and your wife to be closer? or the same I
6: think so. I think I think it definitely brought us a lot closer. Um, you know, like we know we could basically get if we can get through that, we can pretty much get through anything. That that's how we kind of feel with that. Like we both can come through that, come to, even with the financial part of it, you know, the physical part, mental, we can get through all that. I mean we can definitely get through anything. I mean not that everything's gonna be just a breeze I'm sure we can still have our arguments and fuss and fighting, but if we can make it through that, we can get through anything. So I definitely believe it's brought us closer. I definitely as a family, because you never know, like you say, I mean you think everybody's healthy and all of a sudden this happens and you then you realize you don't know how much time you got, you know what I mean? So it definitely makes you cherish things a lot more.
0: So if you so if you met a if you met a young couple just getting married, I mean they have no physical ailments to, to speak of and they just got married and they're just getting married and they want some advice from you, uh what would what would it be?
6: I mean me just like given um, that. I mean just like I said, just be pep- I mean, be prepared for anything, be prepared for that that um you know sickness and health be prepared for that rich or poor like really be prepared for that like really know what that means you know to have to go through that like be sure that you are ready to be with that person regardless of what happened. i mean it could be somebody might get paralyzed somebody could lose their sight i mean anything you know just to be prepared to have to go through those things and like really be sure that you're prepared to go through those things just like the other gentleman said my father said the same thing you know, be, be make sure that you're ready to be all about them and that they're all about you. And like I said, if, if both of y'all work towards that, you shouldn't have any problem. Because my dad told me the exact same thing. If both of y'all, you know, there for each other and doing everything for each other, then everything should work itself out. So that's definitely, um, you know, I definitely agree with that. And that's something I would, you know, tell them.
0: The guy, you know, the, oh, gentleman, go ahead.
6: the gentleman that, um,
0: that Darren spoke of that didn't stay with their wives, if you could talk to them, what would, what would you
6: say? I mean, for me, I, it's tough. I mean, I can't, I mean, I guess you. you I guess people handle what they can handle. So, I mean, like I said, that's why I said, I mean, I can't say I'm better. I can't say they're wrong. I mean, anybody can, I guess, only handle so much. You know what I mean? So, if that's something they feel like they can't handle, I mean, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't, you know, Put them on blast. Oh, you should you better stay. Why didn't you stay? I mean, and that's something they got to live with and deal with and, and feel. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I would just try to find well, what I went through and let them. You know, maybe um you know, tell them my side of the story. Say, hey, you know, you can get through it. You, it will be okay. Would be better, but you know, that's why. That's why I said kind of like, you know, not. I don't feel like I'm better because I mean, I don't know. Maybe the wife was saying, hey. You should go. You should go. You should go. You you should want to. You may not want to be me because I don't look like this. I don't look like that. Maybe he got tired of hearing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, let it's, me it's, let <laughs> me say you are
0: you are better. I just just one other question. One quick question. What do you think? What do you contribute? Your strength in staying to. I mean your your belief in God, your family values, your friends. What makes you so strong?
6: I, mean, I think it's. Um, you know, family values. I mean, definitely, strength in God. I mean, but honestly, for me, you know, I think family values. I mean, I've just always been that person. You know, I'm always the one that's there for people who somebody need me. I'm there. I'm, I'm there to help with. You know, you know, um, I put other people first. So I think for me, that's just kind of how I am. So for me to put her first, and what you need to do, what what needs to be done, what, what do you need? You know, that's just that's who I am. So it was almost like it wasn't even a a thing for me to to do that because that's the kind of person that I am to do that Um, almost to a fault sometimes you know put that person first so much you know what I mean so for me it wasn't I mean it really wasn't a thing it just I mean hey we found out this terrible thing what we going to do to fix it what we going to do for you to get better and let's just let's let's work on getting better I I really can't I don't know where it came from to be honest that probably something I didn't even know I had in me to be able to do all those things and and I look back at it, like, that. I was able to keep the house together and keep this together and keep that together. So I, I kind of amazed myself to a certain degree, um, you know, not really thinking I had that enemy to do all those things. But, you know, I guess when you come with adversity, you never know what you know, which, which you're able to accomplish, you know, when you're confronted with certain things. So,
0: TC, I'm glad you asked him that question because uh, his, your brother was over here. Is he here. Uh, do you know if he's on the line or is going to be listening to this?
6: Who, me? Because I don't know if he, yeah, Warren. Uh, I don't think so. I, he didn't mention he was well, maybe on.
0: Well, Warren told me he said, uh, and he, he almost started crying. He said, "My brother has always been the person that uh, that that didn't get into any trouble, didn't you know, uh, didn't do anybody dirty, didn't go to jail, and and then he gets his wife that has these conditions at such a young age. It was almost not fair to him." And it almost brought tears to his eyes because he felt that you deserve better if I mean it it was almost like he he, he kinda not regretted that you married your wife but just thought that you, you did everything right. You you waited to marriage for sex and, and you waited for the right woman and then the right woman is has these problems and uh and he said he didn't he didn't wait for the right woman he slept with crazy kind of girls and 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 he went to jail a couple of times <laughs> and but he didn't meet none of those fakes that you met and it almost brought him to tears because he he's like you know i i just been taking my wife for granted because you know she don't have any of those problems that my brother had that he don't deserve and he he was saying that he guessed that uh God create people for other people or people a certain way to deal with the people that, that they're going to encounter later on in life. Because he, he said if it had been him, he don't know what the outcome would have been. And and oh, wow. and he was almost ashamed to say that. So I just wanted to put that on your mind, man, because your brother, he really admires you, even though he's a hardcore one, you know?
6: Right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think we, we big, both man. the same way because he... Um, he um, yeah, he always want to be. He, I think he wants some of my qualities, and I want some of his. So <laughs> we we would need oh, a transfusion yeah. or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, I admired him for saying that, man. Um, yeah, and, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, that's big to say, even
6: for yeah. your
0: brother. Yeah, that's big to say. But uh, but anybody else got any questions for 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 Warren? I mean, I'm not Warren, uh, Trey
3: <laughs> or, or yeah. TC. I've got a monkey wrench. Go ahead, man. Um, And I'm struggling, you know, with this topic, dilemma, because ever since you read the definition at the beginning of the show, I've been, I guess, wrestling with it. Um, But, you know, dilemma is a situation, you know, requiring a choice between two uh equally undesirable alternatives. What I'm not hearing or not understanding is were there actually two undesirable alternatives because it sounds like that it's more like one because as the brother no. just said that this you know this ordeal actually brought them closer you know, in a, in their marriage and in their family, um. So I guess I'm just trying to figure out if your marriage is closer as a result. That doesn't sound undesirable for me. Somebody help me. When you said, I, I when don't. I
0: said, when when it says undesirable, two undesirable choices. The undesirable choice of a person who's married to a person that get one of these conditions, the undesirable ones was the ones that wasn't on his phone. They took the other choice, but they are hurting. That's undesirable. You don't want to hurt and feel like a, a total butthole for leaving a woman that it was no fault to her, but you blamed her by leaving her. So, and And if you stay... It's very uncomfortable for doing that stretch of time that you're going through that go-through. That's very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable to sit there and watch your wife's hair fall out. It's very uncomfortable to see your wife have to get, you know, bent over and put these radiation pellets in her behind. It's very uncomfortable for your wife to have to stop working and a uh, check one complete check has stopped coming into the house financially and you need both of them, but you don't want to rush her back to work, but you need that money to keep them lights on. That's very undesirable. So either way, if you leave, it's like, damn if you do and damn if you don't, but it's a benefit for the damn if you do stay. Gotcha. Gotcha. But the undesirable, the guys who, who left, I have talked to them, and I was trying to get them on the phone all the way up into an hour before we got on the show. And the conclusion that I draw from them not being brave enough to come on is that they are so embarrassed for leaving. They're so – one guy, he's been in three relationships since his wife, and now he's coming full circle to feel like – to realize that, you know what, If I would have stayed, it wouldn't have been that bad because she's doing well. Uh, She got another husband. She's remarried. Um, She got another son because they had a kid together. She has another little son, and her life has moved on as if nothing happened to her. And he feels so bad because she looks way better than she did before.
5: So he didn't want
0: to get on the phone because of that. But I think
5: it
0: goes back to –
3: I think, you know, with those guys and the gentleman that are talking, I think, you know, he he raised a great question. Um, I wonder what those other guys' center is. Because if it's themselves, that's why they didn't, they couldn't come through. You know, the, the gentleman said that his strength comes from God, because the reality is that he couldn't have, Changed the bags, and you know been going through the six weeks to three months the six months, the radiation, the chemo, like we're not equipped to do that ourselves, like you have to tap into uh superior power to do that, so you know to me it you know um you know I don't know those other you know gentlemen that you were talking about, you know God bless them. but it seemed like to me that. That's the missing link Um, because it's obvious that, you know, the brother, I mean, he's very, I mean, been through a lot, but he sounds pretty strong to me. And, but that's not, that's not him. You know, that's the God in him that's speaking,
0: you know. So, you know, something else, Rodney, you know, something else. I've seen him running my neighborhood for months (laughs) and never knew what he was going through. I didn't even know him. I knew his brother first, and he said, hey, I got a brother that lives in this neighborhood. Mm. I said, really, right around the corner? So I see this brother running and still working out. No. So <laughs> I never would have known that his, his wife was going through or their family was going through what they were going through just by sitting in my room, editing my shows, and looking out the window <laughs> and seeing joggers go back and forth past my window. And he was one of the joggers. <laughs> Yeah, Rodney, that's the words, did. man. And I think that another key element here is, well, we did talk about the love. You did talk about God's role in it, which is great, by the way. But we got to talk about that friendship. That friendship piece is huge. And the reason why I say that is because if I had a friend that was a male friend that got cancer, right, I don't know if there was a day that I wouldn't be there for him. I wouldn't be like nah, dude. You know what I mean. You can't hang out with us no more because you got this cancer. So I'm gonna stop calling you because you know you can no longer hang out. Or whatever the case may be. You know. So with the friends that we that we can identify with as being friends, like our homies, we should have that same love multiplied by a thousand for our wives. And if she's a friend, a wife, and an honest friend, like this, like 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 my brother was saying earlier, uh, your best friend, there's no way that you can turn around and say, I'm out. Because now we got to deal with this situation. I'm out. That should keep you together longer, I'm thinking. And that's what I'm hearing is that the cancer is actually turning into a positive because it's keeping you all together. It's turning into adhesive. Mm. You know, with the strong, really I love you type marriage, I'm in it to win it it's turned into an adhesive for these brothers is talking it didn't do anything but say you know what this is my test even if it's not a test i'm in it to win it and and let me prove it to you
4: Mhm hey, mm-hmm. let me let me contribute to that a, a little bit or um I was talking to Darren earlier today and um my wife would be mad if i revealed this on on you know on his phone right now, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. So I can imagine um, a husband and a wife. Um, let me. How can I say this? I'll do anything for my wife. I'll do anything for anybody I care about. I'll jog five miles. I'll give you my time. I'll give you my money. I'll give you my energy. So me and my wife have been married for four years now. Uh, We've been together for uh, about 10 years, 9, 10 years. But I'm at the phase in my marriage where I'm not feeling my wife. My wife gets on my nerves too much, (laughs) too much, way too much. And because of that, there's things that I have absolutely no problem doing for her. But because she gets on my nerves and she asks me to do it, I don't want to do it. It's things that I actually have no problem doing, and I'll do it, but I don't want to. So I can imagine if a person in my situation's wife was to come down with something like that, even though I'm com- I'm committed to my marriage, and I would be there for my wife if she if she went through it. But I can imagine that if somebody wasn't really getting along with their spouse, and then they came down with something like that. And they was still complaining, and it was still through the whole process. And then afterwards, through the whole process, they're not just getting along. I could see that person probably leaving.
0: So what, you're saying is, what you saying is is, is, is she listening right now? I think she's you know, listening. Yeah, yeah. I, Okay, I can see that. Well, it's like you said, you know, being being French. Uh You know, right. so and because the friends is a friend. Is more of an option, whereas being a wife, being a spouse, you know, there's things that you have to be. But a friend, you can make that choice. And 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 I, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I can see that. I mean, because if you're not, if you're not friends already, you know, and something, and 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 granted, this is a big deal. This is not a little deal. You know, which mm-hmm. is why I I. I saluted Trey and 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 Darren because the one thing that I I want to I I wish or I like for the ladies to understand is what these guys are doing, and I think you know what, what what's been done is not something that's always done. So when we hear and, and and so what you say, you talked to fifteen guys,
5: you mm-hmm. know,
0: and and a lot of them left. So that's the evidence. That a lot of people, be it men or women, they don't stay because as you know as Trey and Darren can attest to it i I know you know and my, myself, it is not easy to have to deal with it. You have to deal with your emotions, and that's not easy. You have to deal with who knows what they know and how they look at you. you have to deal with your wife's emotion, and as the black man, you've got to hold as a man, you have to hold up the family. Under all those circumstances i you know you dare mention about you know the brothers who didn't who who want to leave their wives because they couldn't handle it, you know, get two or three jobs to get your wife the breast implant see your your way of thinking is not something that's popular in our community, so much so that, as I said you know already three times before, people leave for stuff le- way less than this, way less. And this is a, a a heavy ordeal. Without knowing what the future holds down the line, a lot of energy and effort is expended to stay there with these ladies. Well, stay there with you know, stay there with your spouse. And that you know, from 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 where I sit, that should be commended, and you know, and 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 shared. So one, the community, now. Damn it! your kids are seeing. my Mike, you know, I've got a daughter, you know, I've got older kids, and then I've got younger kids, younger kids, three years old, and then older, you know, is, is 20 plus. So one thing mm-hmm. that I wanted my kids to see, my little one, um, three years old, he don't know what's happening, but my older kids, what I want them to see, the lesson is that no matter what, this is what is meant by, to bad and to health. Because as we already discussed, you know, the vows, you know, folks get when it's bad. And the thing is, for me, and it, and this is just for me personally, it, it was a, it's a test for me that I didn't know how I would respond given this scenario. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I like to sit here and blow smoke up your butt and say, yeah, man, you know, uh, and, and give you the story that Trey. Not the story, I, I didn't mean that disrespectfully. But to say what Trey said, which is, you know what, I would have done this no matter what, you know, that's how I am. I like to tell you that. But the truth of the matter is, for me, there was no way for me to know until I went through this. There was no way for me to know. I like to think I would have been there. But there was no way for me to know. But now, not only do I know, my wife knows, my kids know, and that, and and now my my circle of friends they know. So now, you know when no matter you know if it goes out and and they hear, you know the popular culture is that folks leave for for stupid stuff or or drop or leave at a whim. At least they can say, well, I know somebody who stayed and hung in there, and that's what it's all about. So there's no, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I did that for everybody else, but we did, we already have millions of examples of marriages breaking up. You know, everybody says, you know, half the marriage is in divorce. Before you even get married, people say, why you want to do that? You know this guy. You know, folks are married, I mean, and get divorced. Well, at least Trey's story, Darren's story, my story, they can say, Hey, you know, now I know somebody. These yeah, these guys went through these these tough times and they stayed. Not that somebody Mm -hmm. stayed with them through tough times, somebody else had and those guys stayed. And maybe that is the building blocks for our community sustaining marriage. You know, if 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 that helps that you know, more power to it. So I I just want to say that for whatever that's worth. The you words. know, yeah, great. Was um, the one thing I failed to mention that ten of these guys um, that left their wives, I don't know if this has anything to do with it. it may not, but um, most of these guys was white. Ten of these guys was white, and and I didn't wow. know if, if it was um, if that was, was. I wouldn't have guessed that as, as you gave me a quiz. I wouldn't have guessed that. I'll be yeah. honest. I wouldn't. Yeah, and I didn't know if it had any merit, but I just thought it was interesting that you know um, that was very important to them as far as looks were concerned. It was very that was very important to them. Um, well, I know it has merit for me because now I can go and say, you know, when folks say you know black folks don't do this, black folks don't do that,
2: I can use situation
0: and say, hey, it's not all us. Right. It's not all us right. because yeah. of course. That's what we hear, because that's the sensationalism, and folks would like to like to put us down like that. But now what mm. you just said was encouraging to me, and now and absolutely when the sisters, you know, I'm one of those guys that when the sisters jacket cut the brothers up for not standing up and being father and all that, I'm one to come to the brothers' rescue because I because mm. I you know because again my my previous marriage, um, you know, we had three kids, one was mine. One we had together, and the other two she had before we got married. I don't talk to the male, you know, and she turned them against me. And I and I raised them, you know, in, in, including my biological. And I and and I was a father who was there every day, not gone on the weekends. I was there every day for the entire time, and 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 I was. You know, I, I was a parent who went to the PTA, took them to the doctors, you know, gave them the medicine. I, I, I was an involved parent. I just did playing on the bacon, but I was involved. And so, you know, when, when when the brothers get the beef, and then when I got to court, I had to pay. I had to pay money. Right. So when I hear the slippers beat down the brothers about brothers not there, I, I you know, I'm quick to say That's not the case. That's not the case. It's popular, and, I, and I'm, what I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if that's, is that not the case because of the struggle that we go through, or is that not the case because they have a whole lot more options because of who they are, or they explore a lot more options. I don't know, but it wasn't, it was just from my uh, statistics, or my surveying or my research. It's not to say that that happens all the time, but it's just it just so happened. probably it just so happened in this case. But I was just wondering why that is. Are we stand with our wives because we're used to struggle? We we can acknowledge it way more easier. Uh, it, if my wife lost a limb, uh, would it bother me as much as that guys that guy walking around with a wife that has no arm? Um, would it? I mean, how would that look on me? You know, I often put my place myself in the, their, their shoes, and as he they tried to put me in their shoes, I'm like, well, if it's your wife, it should be love that keeps you there, not an arm or not a leg, you know. Um, but they 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 found it hard. They find it hard to stay with a woman that's that doesn't have the basic uh, limbs, you know, or the basic health, uh, you know. Yeah, we run. I took her to the doctor. I told her fat behind the run, and I told her to do these things, and she didn't do it. And you know that's what led it to the divorce because she wouldn't do it because that's what led to the disease. And the disease came, and because she wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. And as I found out a couple of weeks ago, prostate comes with no with no symptoms. Breast cancer comes with no no symptoms. You just said that your wife didn't have any attachment to rectal cancer history. Uh, Trey said that, and you said you'll, you had no history of breast cancer history. It has to be something, you know, else. We're trying to find out where it comes from, and it just came out of nowhere, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yep. for me. And you, But you know what, Darren? I don't even care why they did. I'm just glad that I can say for, I, for the brothers, they hung in there. I'm going to let you know that's above my pay grade. That, that's for all that information. If you find out the reason, that's for you. For me, my brothers hung in there when folks thought that they wouldn't, and that's enough for me to be proud. I can care right. less, you know, or whatever. I'm just being real. I can care less. Mm. My story is going to be based on your unscientific poll, the brothers hung and the other ones did. I don't know why they did. I don't know. I just know the brothers hung. Now, if you want to know why they hung, I can get you in contact with. Me. That's all I care about. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, man, that's awesome words, man. Anybody else got anything with, from a, for TC and uh, and uh, Trey? Now these dilemmas, man, they they go a lot lot deeper than that just diseases. But it it can go it goes deeper. I was as a, since Malcolm brought up the conversation um, that we had earlier this evening, um, when when you're not getting along with your wife, um, is there any alternative, or how do you fix something that you think that can't be fixed? How do you fix a deadline in communication, or too much communication about nothing, or not enough communication? How do you fix that? This right here. For me, this right here. Because, and what I mean by that is, sometimes we feel that we are the only ones going through things. Or or I can only do what I know. I think I'm a pretty astute and pretty intelligent guy, but at the end of the day, my practice of what I do is limited to what I know. I can't do what Darren knows. I can't do a one note. I can't do a tray. I can only do with TC note. And so this right here, it opens up my bracket. I find out what you do, and and so I can incorporate it. If I don't want it, if I don't like what you're doing, I, you know, you'll never know. I just don't incorporate it. But I can incorporate that, and that helps me to grow. Not only that, I find out, you know, that hey, they went through something. You know, and what am I crying for because sometimes I can you know it may it may show that i'm i'm making a making something out of nothing, and I gotta check myself instead of pointing my finger at my wife and then the other thing of course the the first thing for me is prayer you know it, it's prayer, so again, you know brothers encouraging other brothers to hang in there or or look at it from a different perspective. I, I'm telling you the truth for for me, and I don't and I don't have a problem marriage. Let me say that off the break. I don't have a problem marriage, but just like I told you, Darren, at your house is this man. It's this, no doubt about it. It's this because whenever I feel like I'm by myself, like as I say, and the, the proof of this is when we met. I thought I didn't know you felt that way, and so. Right. I, I realized that you felt that way, so then I didn't feel like I was doing wrong because I wasn't going to say it. I'm like, well, you know, I I, I feel like I'm doing something wrong, so I, I I don't know what to do. And this has got to be crazy because I, I, am I going to look or am I not going to look? You know, and then mm-hmm. you know, you sharing it allowed me to tell some, uh, tell other guys and get on the radio and do this, get on this show mm-hmm. and do this. And now it's it's a monkey. Off of my back, so I just wanted to answer your question. For me, is this right here? So I'm you feel free today. <laughs> so you, you feel you feel free today Like 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 um the <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: uh, ah, that's good. Absolutely, that's absolutely. Good. A- absolutely. You know, I felt I from my, my beginning of my freedom, like I told you when we met. You know, you 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 know, I hadn't told my wife this, and I told and, and I shared it with you. So absolutely, I feel free. Absolutely, and now I feel freer. You know, because uh, because of this, absolutely, I feel free and I, and I feel better. You know, I thought that uh, you know I was going through something. You know, compared to Trey, I need to shut my mouth. I really do. <laughs> I need to shut my mouth out and pay him homage. So now, you know what? Well, shut. I'm a, I'm a, you know, and and of course, you know, um, um, uh, my wife, you know, you know, has already already think that your wife Trey is the best thing since white bread. So I'm a little jealous <laughs> now. You know, if um, he does, uh, so. You know, I'm I'm I'm. I can't wait to share with her. You know, um, what what I learned today. I can't wait to share. You know, with other folks and let them know that hey,
5: you know, none there's a God. You know, if you had doubt, talk to train, Talk to mm-hmm, train mm-hmm. Talk. You know, mm-hmm. talk to his
0: wife. You That's know, right. as a matter of fact, you know, talk to them my mom you know, um talk talk to Darren. Mm-hmm. Get on this program and learn something. Because there's a whole what you there's a whole lot going on in the world outside of my bracket. Outside of what I know. And so mm-hmm. again, this right here. You know, listen to one. You know, I, I I listened to the other show earlier. You know, you guys cracked me up, man. I listened to the, the show last week. You <laughs> c y'all saw something else, man. Yeah, y'all, y'all else, Boy, we you,
5: need you, help, bro. That's you, why we're here. Hey, we man,
0: need help. Something else, man. You something else? i tell you. <laughs> I said, yeah, I thought I thought my crew was something. I said these boys are something else. <laughs> well, man, we, okay. we welcome you, man, and we want you to, you know, spread the word continuously, bro, because um because a lot of guys don't know that it's an this is an avenue for us to just hang out, be free, it's like a basement conversation. And uh and we're really helping each other, man, because you know, I felt free as well, you know. You can't get any freer when you are around uh, other men that 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 feel the same way. That gives you courage or encourage you to to say the things to your wife that you never said before, to pray with her, to, you know, just have fun with her, to to just be a a, a great husband to her, you know what I mean? So that this a lot of the times um this show brings out the best in men. I can I can honestly say that. It brings out the best in men and it brings out the truth uh in, within themselves that they won't they won't really uh on any other circumstance, they won't even admit under any other circumstance. So um but I but I thank you for coming, man, and uh we appreciate you. And um and then next week we'll have a well no, and for the next 2 weeks until the first week of January, we're going to take off because we've been working non-stop every Tuesday. Every Tuesday night we're here. Uh we've been working non-stop so we're going to take a break uh for the Christmas for the holidays to spend with our families and uh, and um and we'll be back the first week of um of January uh with another another new episode. So um so in, anybody got anything else? Tony? Tony, you got anything else, bro? T Hawk.
3: No, yeah, he's gone.
0: Open oh, he mic time. Oh, okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, oh, let's, let's crack it open to open mic time, fellas.
5: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: Stressed out.
3: Stressed out was last. What year is this? How long y'all been married? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like we talked about on Bitter, if you remember... Why, you know, going back to what you were saying about the y'all can't have the adult or fierce conversation, why do you, why, what's the reason for that? Why can't you have those serious heart-to-heart conversations? <laughs> have you told her that? Well have you told her that? Like when you tell her something? Well well you know what you gotta do now then. You gotta get a third party. I mean that's that's the bottom line because she's I think too, I mean, you know, that aside, I mean that that you still gotta get a third party. I mean if she's not and a third party can be you gotta get a professional per se. I mean, you might talk to Darren and Cynthia, you know, I don't know, but I think that you need someone. Well you gotta get somebody that yeah, you gotta you gotta get somebody that's totally objective. to necessarily work on changing it or to tell you
1: Wait for what?
2: Wait, what are you waiting for?
3: bring this <laughs> Did she bring up old stuff? Did she bring up old stuff too? So getting, you know, to a third party, what are your options for a third party? Low cost. Low cost fit. I was just saying low cost and the fit, you know, inside your busy schedules. And you may um look at potentially, you know, I know you got kids and everything, but you ain't really gotta go face to face these days. They have technology, you know, phones, you can do it over the phone. I mean it would be nice to sit in somebody's office but unfortunately schedules that's why you What what about, yeah, what about this? You say you're very busy, but what about scheduling some time just to, I mean, literally... already broke, and it's, you know, 2015, um, is approaching fast, I just looked up, I ain't done a bit of Christmas shopping, and Christmas is next Thursday, Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, it's terrible, it's terrible, that's why we need to shut the show down for two weeks, I mean, it's just too much. (laughs) Ha, <laughs> And that's where Malcolm's trying to get to so you on the other side. Malcolm's trying to get to the other side where the communication is healthy and easier. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we'll be back, um, what is that, January the 6th, and uh, we'll be talking about lust. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to write it, but I've been getting all this stuff being written for me. So, but lust, yeah. All right, fellas, y'all have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. God bless y'all, appreciate y'all later on.